there's that video, that very short video where it's like the dude, he goes, uh, hey, why don't you, or he's like, uh, why don't you bring your, uh, your sweet ass over here or something like that. <laughs> and it's like the chick is standing there by the tree and she goes, excuse me, who do you think you're talking to? And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. this other guy comes around and around the tree and she's like, he's talking to me. And then, you know, he <laughs> runs over and he carries him off into the car. And then he's like, well, don't just stand there looking at these daddies. You ready to hop in? And then she goes, well, you can't talk to people like that. And he goes, uh, I've never been more ready. And then he like runs around the thing. Or so then there's like three gay guys in the car or whatever. And it's just like, you know, women are quick to assume that every cat call is for them when in reality that's not the case. That was my favorite part of the Me Too movement was mm -hmm. seeing all the people who I know who are ugly try to pretend <laughs> that they were also Me too at some point in their mm -hmm. life. And I'm like, you know, and like you could tell the uglier, like, you know, the hot women were like, they didn't talk about it at all. Like, they were just like, well, no. I've never been me too because, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm a good-looking woman. But right. you'd have, like, the average <laughs> women who were like, well, somebody used to whistle, they'd whistle at me or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, right. they had, like, if they were a butterface, like, they had a real good body, but, like, an ugly face. They'd, it was always, like, the stories of stuff that you're like, well, that's not really, like, a me too thing. They whistled at you, right. come on. Or somebody left a note in your car that said, you know with their number or whatever and they'd yeah be like, oh, hey you hot girl right yeah you and know. then you have like the really ugly hideous heinous extremely mm -hmm. overweight women they would have like the most they're, graphic like their existence the, is offensive kind of thing yeah they would have the most graphic stories to tell about <laughs> how they were me too they'd be like well one time i was right. in washington dc and barack obama himself put his dick in my mouth right you know there's like something that you were like that there's no way that happened. put his later. finger down my butt crack right and, and then and, pl and played the keys and oh come on you know, jerry what? i just i'm sorry i heard the same stories you did i don't oh okay well i must have stopped reading it or something i don't know yeah i get listen i get the popcorn out for that one no, I, uh, yeah, those are, I, I have to tell you, even as far as, like, the mainstream ones, you know, like, because of the, it's a, whether it's unfair or not, I guess, I don't know, depending on the look of the per, like, if someone, okay, throw it in reverse, imagine if Harvey Weinstein had ever said, you know, I'm a big-time producer, women throw themselves at, I'm a happily, imagine, I'm a happily married man. Harvey Weinstein saying this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was a, he's a fat, ugly fucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So imagine well, imagine I mean, how many people... Beauty is in the well, eye of the beholder, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but imagine how many people, right? Like people who would listen to this episode right now and go, these motherfuckers, they don't even know. So you can't be harassed if you're ugly? What a fuck? You two are fucking ugly. Man, like I could hear it already. I mean, that's right? true, but that's okay. And so... <laughs> And so, well, both of us are married. Some of us are just lonely on the internet, complaining about two guys talking on the internet. But <laughs> the... well, now they can. Now they're not doing it on Twitter though, because Elon took over. So that's true. They quit. You know. Yeah. But so, I guess. So, what I'm trying to do is flip the script and ask, you know, say these these same people, mostly women, who would be offended by what you just said, mm -hmm. right? And I would ask them to let's to play a game. All right, here's the game. Harvey Weinstein's a nice person. He's a good person, an innocent person. And he's an ugly fat fucker worth 
M just millions, you know. Speaking of the Obamas, hung out with the Obamas, got a shout out from them at the Oscars or whatever the hell that was. And then he comes out during this Me Too thing and says, you guys have no idea. You know, you're talking about the casting couch. On the opposite end, I'm merely there as a producer on the set here and there, or I'm out on the town with maybe sometimes even with my wife. And there are just these utter whores throwing themselves at me, rubbing their vaginas on the headlights of the, I didn't even drive. I, I'm so rich, I don't drive myself. That's not even my. But car. what do you want to bet it was a BMW, right? Or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's got to be a German car, yeah. right? <laughs> well, there's still, dude. There's still a certain panache, you know. <laughs> you still have to. Well, it's, so, it's funny to me because let's be honest, Jews are often seen driving yeah. German cars, right? I mean, you that's would, just yeah. A you would fact, absolutely think, yeah. Right? You would absolutely think that they would move. That would be like the else. one thing, you know. Yeah. Like, it's avoidable. It's not that, I mean, you could get a high-end car from elsewhere. It's not. It really not reminds a, me of that episode of um, of Family Guy when, like, that chick, like, storms it. She's like, Glenn Quagmire, I am not doing that. And how dare you accuse me of, like, being that kind of woman? And he's like, well, then get out of here, you big stinking whore. And she's like, well... <laughs> And she like looks around. And he's like, "Yeah, you're on my you're on my plot. Come get back inside or whatever. If, you know, unless you're too good." And then she's like, "Well, maybe I will come back inside." And she walks back inside. It's kind of like what the Germans did to the Jews, right? You know, they like <laughs> threw them in the oven or whatever. And then like as soon as it was all said and done, they're like, "Well, fine, get out of here, you stinking Jews." And then the Jews were like, "Well, hold on, I right. really like your guys' cars that you're making. Yeah. So here Dude, I it's, am." It's literally that version of it's 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 some it's a related it's a cousin to. No, nah, I don't really have any interest in that thing over there. Well, you can't have it anyway. Well, hold up. Wait, well, hold up. So <laughs> what is that then? You know, it's it's one of those, right? It's kind of like that. But, but so the point I'm trying to make is like these same people who would complain about, oh, Tom, you're saying people who are ugly can't be possibly harassed or whatever. And I'm sitting here going, okay, well, then let's make it not only an ugly as shit motherfucker, but a rich motherfucker just to double down, you know, on, on the p potential possibilities here. And every woman would go, well, no, he's just a man with power and women have learned to get their own through sex or what, you know, they'd make up some excuse. And the, But the truth of the matter is, if you're a decent person and you have some money, you're going to get harassed. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want that harassment, then you are me too, right? Yeah. So. You want me to believe that there that that there are all these fugly people out there being harassed, you know, to the point where I have to go online and <laughs> tell my whole life story. Never told the story before, by the way. Never yeah. told oh, the story before. Oh, it never before. came up. Yeah, until they were getting like up. internet points for it, right? Yeah, well, there's a hashtag to, they could put their, you know, name to. It's yeah. different, you know, I, rather I guarantee, than... like, 90-some percent... I would say it's probably in the 90s, would you agree, that 90% of the stories that we heard during the hash, hashtag MeToo movement were probably fake, right? Um, Exaggerations at best. You know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, maybe somebody whistled at somebody nearby, and you were just like, man, what if that was for me? And, then, you know, like, when people... Here's the thing, is mm -hmm. when you remember shit, you're not mm -hmm. remembering... And I've said this a hundred times before. I, I remember the last time I remembered this. But when you <laughs> remember something, you're not remembering the time that it happened. You're remembering the last time you remembered it. So over right. time, 
these stories it's become literally a game of telephone in your own brain right and so these people i'm sure they got somebody got whistled at in nearby and like their friend that they were walking with also equally is like mediocre yeah. looks over to them and says could you imagine if they were whistling at us oh get her oh, gosh disgusting man right you know that's mm-hmm. why we're lesbians right and then they walk on their way and then they go and scissor <laughs> one another in their apartment with their cats and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but like over time that whistling was suddenly they remember it being they were whistled at and in fact one of the construction workers fingered them as they I was going to say the whistling right. goes yeah. from it goes from whistling that didn't even happen and may have happened to their girlfriend uh, to I got I got fisted on a street corner. Yeah, like by a broad daylight worker with AIDS. Uh, and yeah, while yeah, we're yeah. on the topic of disgusting <laughs> things that happen, but also things that we're currently talking about, you were mentioning, um, mm-hmm. and we just lost a viewer because of that conversation about fingering. Oh no! Or whatever. Instead of whist- whistling at them, <gasps> uh, the you, you mentioned um, Harvey Weinstein, and uh, remember when somebody described, like when the news broke that he was out there grooming and fucking uh, news celebrities and young and mm-hmm. kids who were coming into the industry, and somebody came out and they were like, well, I guess somebody asked him, like, well, uh, probably one of the lawyers, they were probably like, well, what did Harvey Weinstein's wiener look like, right? Because yeah, that's like how you, yeah, trick, yeah. that's how you convince them, or that's how you like convince other people watching that it didn't really happen, is, is you would say, <laughs> described as penis, right? And somebody mm-hmm. like was on the stand or like they were accused of it or asked of it. And they said, well, it looked, it was like, um, gosh, and I wish I, somebody has to look it up in the chat and like copy and paste it. But um, essentially the way I remember it, the way I remember remembering it last was it was as if like it had been chemically like removed. Like there was over yeah, the there years. there was some weird. Remember, yeah. like it was so gross and so graphic the way that it was described. It was like that his penis and his testicles slid off of his body, <laughs> and he had like remaining <laughs> bubbles or something. But they were like there wasn't a penis mm-hmm. there to do anything with. They were like he wanted us to do penis stuff to him, but he didn't have a penis to do stuff with. So like that oh, was dude, the dude, way here, 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 wait. Oh, right. go ahead. Harvey Weinstein suffers from an acute infection that contributed to his deformed penis, according to a recent report on the convicted rapist. The disgraced movie mogul's deformed genitalia is the result of a life-threatening bacterial infection known as Fournier's gangrene, according to reports in the Graydon Carter's Digital News Weekly Airmail, which sounds, of course legitimate as fuck yeah. oh, no. I, that's i subscribe to them <laughs> right. their paper their paper uh, exclusively medium. because they talk about harvey, harvey weinstein's, weinstein's deformed and melting off penis yeah yeah it's like wow i, I don't i'm not Say, getting how many anywhere. words jerry like if you were reading that um as you were reading that how many words within just like the last sentence were enough to like make you not hungry anymore like there were a lot of <laughs> words in there that and like oh, imagine if you had an erection yeah. jerry how many of right. those words would make that go away? Because I heard like gangrene, bacterial infection, yeah. uh, deformed penis, right? You know, I as heard a lot of things. The deformed genitalia is that the was a good start. Word, like, yeah. like that's that was the first. You know, because you go, okay, disgrace. <laughs> that movie was the mogul. tip of the iceberg. Eh, <laughs> meh, you know, disgrace movie mogul. I'm I'm okay. I'm still eating my cereal. Right? And then, I'm aware of that much. Let's hear about the penis. Yeah, that's fine. And then, and I'm not like as long. We have to also caveat it too. Like we're we're listening, we're not watching. 
because you know inevitably that story has like the worst and ugliest picture of him which would make you not want to eat too like so that's the nope i'm still all right so that's not happening i'm listening i'm not i'm still having my breakfast and then he says deformed genitalia and you go mm -hmm. all right the spoon may be down my chewing has slowed you know what i mean and then and then it says bacterial infection life-threatening that's the other thing it's not even just because bacterial infection you're just like i don't even know if bacteria is real who cares you know like whatever <laughs> bacteria <laughs> you know what is I mean? a conspiracy theory it's a yeah, left-wing conspiracy theory yeah i don't know i've never seen it whatever i don't know um you know i'm not walking around with uh <laughs> Uh, with a microscope looking at all over my body you know i'm not it's penis inspection day for harvey weinstein's yeah you know uh, yeah on bacterial infection <laughs> it's just his whole genitalia looks like zoidberg yeah well that's know, what i would imagine is. and you know truth be told i think the story that i read was very mm -hmm. similar to what you read but for whatever mm -hmm. reason and, and we were just talking about this the playing telephone with your mind oh by the way i'm not even done Oh, There's oh more. no. Uh, yeah. Also, we see Thundercock in the chat. Uh, the first time I saw him naked, I thought he was deformed or intersex. <laughs> I don't know if he was a burn victim, but it would make sense. He does not have testicles, and it appears on oh, Weinstein. Yeah, dude, that's what I was just about. Okay, so. so but, well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, mm -hmm. I remember all this from way back when, but I've thought about Harvey Weinstein's gangrene penis <laughs> so many times that it has deformed, like, it has screwed up that memory to where mm -hmm. I it got so bad that his his genitals literally slid down his leg and fell onto the floor, <laughs> right? Like, that's how I remember Harvey Weinstein's penis. I actually that's sent you a picture of it on your uh, Telegram, if you want. You did? If you want to take a look. It's actually a court oh, drawing. No, come on. Because, uh, you know, they weren't filming it, but there was a court drawing of right. Harvey Weinstein's um, oh, uh, stop. Oh, naked dude. body. Yeah. Oh, come on. Somebody drew that it. Is... Somebody had to draw Harvey Weinstein's naked body, and maybe we'll add that to the Discord. Right, well, just think about this. So this uh... is a drawing of the draw. Like, you right. understand? Well, it's not a drawing people... of a drawing. It's a drawing of a picture of Harvey. Wait, how on earth did they get a naked picture of Harvey yeah, Weinstein, Yeah, that's the I thing. Is, did they force him to... Is this a Michael Jackson thing where they were like, we have to take a picture of this guy because we have to match the wiener? You how know? did Harvey Weinstein... Um... Do you think Harvey Weinstein's hygiene and diet probably contributed to some degree, like how his penis ended up Tom, becoming? Because those I, I words to, all sound like Tom, things that would occur underneath the belly folds of a of a fat man, Jerry. Tom, I want to I want you to recall, okay? Since we are about truth and accuracy well, here, uh, yeah. you had me at Bigfoot. I want you to recall that I had mentioned to you at some time in the past uh, on a separate Harvey Weinstein mention. <laughs> that he was in, he has become better mentally. Well, in yeah, because he stopped eating M and M's, right? That's right. So, to connect the two, the infection can strike middle-aged men and diabetics. Weinstein sixty-eight is both. When bacteria enters through a cut or scratch in the genitals, which don't ask me how that happened, I guess, and spreads through the bloodstream. Some patients require skin grafts, which is why you would think he's a burn victim, but more extreme cases, such as Weinstein's, require an operation to remove the testicles. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So, really, if you... Now, here's the thing. Are you a fan of Tom Green? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, I was back in his heyday. So like for sure, the couple sure. months of the 1999, um, that yeah, yeah, era. yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure. Well, I I don't know if you know this. Tom Green and Harvey Weinstein had a bet going. Who could <laughs> disgust a Hollywood actress actress more? You know. And so Tom Green said, well, I'm going to get cancer and lose one of my testicles and show my ex-wife Drew Barrymore. And he'll go. And then Harvey Weinstein said, I'm not even going to begin to tell you what I've done to Drew Barrymore. But what I am going to do is I'm going to Remember have both, e. testi- <laughs> I'm going to have both testicles removed and replace it with skin grafts of your cancer ball. And I was like, of whoa, Drew Barrymore. If I recall correctly, he also of used Drew some Barrymore. of Drew Barrymore's skin right. to replace yeah. the testicles. Yes, that's right. Did I ever tell you, by the way, I was on the, um, I was a caller on the Tom Green internet program. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was when uh, Ed Asner was on. I don't know if anybody could find it, but uh, essentially Ed Asner was on, uh, I don't even remember what he was promoting or if he was promoting anything. He was just happy like, to be there. Yeah, well, they have, well, yeah, so here's how this works, right? If you wanted to get on the show, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm, I'm exposing the goddamn business. Uh, anyway, so... All you had to do, like, was to hit up the producers and be like, hey, I'd love to be a caller on the show. And they give you who the guests are ahead of time. And then you choose, and then you have to come up with questions that they screen. And so then, you know, yeah. Now, first and foremost, I had done stand-up, you know, because when you do stand-up, you get bored sometimes, Mm -hmm. doing all the same jokes at the same mics, and you're just like, you, you know a couple drinks and you're like this is fucking boring (laughs) you know and you decide to do something new well one one time I decided to just literally do a Tom Green like troll using only Tom Green's name so I went up on stage and I was just like yo Tom Green Tom Green. Which is not much different than Tom Green's own stuff, right? No, it's not. It's really, yeah, he is not good. Anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) so I do it, right? And my, I didn't know, because I was doing it sort of on a dare. I had come up with it backstage, and then my friends were just like, dude, you got to do that. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And they go, well, we'll buy you your next drink. I was like, sold, you know? And my friend taped it without me knowing and then tweeted it to Tom Green who then retweeted it and and it was all this nice thing well then my friend and I end up on the show as callers and I was on one uh, with the Ed Asner and I called and I uh, Ed Asner I asked him did with all the voiceovers he did for comic book and uh, related cartoons and stuff was he actually a fan or was that just work for him so then he gets to go on this diatribe that's finally not about Mary Tyler Moore show. And <laughs> and he says how he loved doing it, and he was a comic book fan from when he was a kid. And then he said, uh, yeah, I can't understand for all these movies that are being made why Plastic Man was never made. And I thought to my – and I'm still on the phone. And I go, well, I think it was, first of all. <laughs> it's like a B movie quality I'm pretty sure there was a shitty version of it but I said to him like well you know they always try to make like teams and stuff and Plastic Man to the uninitiated is very similar to Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four so it probably makes sense that they would just go with the team 
sell the merchandise, you know, sell the merchandise of both the individuals in the team in the movie. And he stops and he goes, you know, Jerry, <laughs> I know a lot of people who are in, I'm, I know people know, but I'm going to stop. But uh, I know a lot of people in the state that you're in, specifically in the particular city that you're near. A lot of smart people there. My son is there. And I hope that my son, who's going to be a doctor, accidentally runs you over with his car. <laughs> Because you're that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And then he just <laughs> tried to go off on me for the next five minutes about how I was skeptical about the viability of Plastic Man as a movie franchise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never seen a Plastic Man movie, so like, dude, this one. What like, does that tell you about uh, your foresight versus his? They made Howard the Duck and not Plastic Man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I and mean, that's... like, they're making a Hot Wheels movie right now, Jerry. Right. You know? The Angry Birds, you know? Yeah. And they <laughs> still know? haven't. Where's Plastic Man? Like, let's get him on the phone. That's it. Let's get that's him on I'm our saying. show. <laughs> let's get let's get actually Plastic Man on the phone. Let's just do um, that. Well, I meant the other guy. The guy, Eric, Eric Asner. Oh. Is that what he said? Oh, Ed Asner? Ed Asner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, just uh, for frame is. of reference, for those who don't know on the show, for who's listening, Ed Asner was A, he was on the Marytown Moore show, but. More recently, you would know him from being the voice of the old man on Up, the, okay. the pic now, Pixar is movie. Ed up. Asner, is he the... <laughs> I need to look him up, because I feel like I know who okay. he is. I just never committed his name to memory. And here I'm looking at a picture of Harvey Weinstein's... I'm uh, still looking videos. at Harvey Weinstein, too, and this is, like, the yeah. worst. Eisner? That sounds like a Jew name. <laughs> Can I tell you? I got. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, um... He almost looks like uh, Bob Hoskins. Um, yes. But anyways, yeah, if you could have you could have made jokes about like, hey, remember that time you were on Mario? Uh, so I do want to tell the story <laughs> that will, uh, you know, that'll that'll get a kick. I'm sure like our white uh, nationalist audience, um, our anti-Semitic audience rather, will get a kick out of this. I had to do a. Um, I think I'm just drunk enough to tell this story. Uh, the, so two two funny things happen. I told I like a joke. How, by the way, wait. I'm sorry. No, one second. Just a reflection of the chat. I love how out of all the chat, like all the comments that could be made about Ed Asner's legendary career. Oh, was that story? <laughs> that story was funny. I like Tom Green. Any of it, right? Mike. Instead, just Mike. Oh, he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Well, he's just like the thing about Mike is he's just like very matter of fact. Like that's Canada. Right, like no, I, yeah, there's no funny business up there. You know, no. there if something is, uh, you know, if there's like some, you know, there's no gray area in Canada. It's right. black or it's white, right? Um, yeah. The uh, but no, I here's here's two Jewish stories for. Or it's our, Saskatchewan, okay. We have to make sure that we accommodate our anti-Semitic audience, and oh, um, that's fair. And I so the first <laughs> one was I went for my ketamine treatment a couple weeks ago, which I have mm -hmm. on Friday. I'm very excited about my ketamine treatment. Uh, but I went a couple weeks ago, and I told this story to my very Jewish doctor. Um, it was a comedian, right? Because it's a, it's a it's a joke that I heard from a comedian who's a Jewish comedian, and he was kind of picking on Christians, but he was also picking on Jews a little bit. You know, you know how Jews okay. do. They'll like they'll like throw a little bit of like anti-semitism into their joke yeah, I'm but gonna, then they'll like yeah, really I'm lay own into somebody your, else right yeah yeah it's it's that common trick and by the way you don't have to be it's it's this great thing people okay 
And do I don't want to go back to going like I'm not gonna go on a diatribe about like oh hey this is what you learn when you do stand up or whatever it is like because you could frankly do stand up and suck at it and you'll never learn it so <laughs> this might have come from me conversationally for reasons I won't get into I Tom I could tell you off air I I, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> but let's just say my upbringing I had to talk my way out of a lot of shit or whatever but so the key is always you know that old phrase compliment sandwich right right it's the it's like a it's it's a deviation of that where like you just go hey listen uh, okay so for me for example right i could go and i'm not talking to you but let's say i'm talking to harvey weinstein <laughs> <laughs> i'll go listen harvey over the last couple of years i've gained weight too man i got little little itty bitty man boobs i'm i'm up at least 50 i'm probably the most i've ever weighed but you're also a behemoth, a fat fucking walrus who smells like chicken soup and feet. Oh, man. But like I said, I'm fat too, man. We all have things, to, you know what I mean? So it's that, <laughs> it's that admission first. So then you soften the blood, like you're like, oh, it's the, oh, I'm opening yeah, up to you. Yeah, because then they're like, oh, well, I'm, he's also doing something. You know, he's also like right. kind of cutting himself down. He's not perfect. He's not just he's not just telling me I'm whatever, you know. And then you fucking lay it in, and, and they're you just, just like, yourself. You yeah. Say. And then I go, no, but me too, though. But me too, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm speaking more to myself than I am you. Yeah. Look, I mean, I've had to tell myself the same shit, except not using the word "fat fucking behemoth" who smells like chip chicken soup and feet. <laughs> that's that's more specific to you. But I've had also to chastise myself about my weight. <laughs> so, so that's yeah, I, I wish. So that's what this Jewish uh, comedian did. But right. Mm -hmm. So like, I like my doctor. He's a funny guy, um, mm -hmm. real cool guy. Uh, he's in charge of making sure I don't overdose on ketamine and have like an extremely terrible. Careful with your jokes, Tom. Right. <laughs> um, but I, for whatever reason, in my infinite wisdom, thought it would be a good idea to tell him this really like. Um, this joke not being a Jew myself but like the thing is my mm -hmm. rationale at the time was I was like well the joke is picking on Christians or whatever um, mm -hmm. more than it is Jews but like I could sure. tell in that moment I'm like as soon as I said the part that was picking on Jews he was not into it right <laughs> even though like I had just and that's the, the funny thing right because it's I'll tell you the joke so this guy Jewish comedian he goes over to Israel and he's taking a tour and as he's on the bus, they're talking about, you know, he's never been to Israel before and he wants to check it out, sees all the sites, hops on the bus, they're taking him around. And all of a sudden the dude says, here's where Jesus was baptized, right? Mm -hmm. And as they're walking around and the, the comedian walks up to the tour guide and he's like, he's like, are you, he's like, are you Jewish? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, are you? And he's like, yeah, this is my first time here or whatever. He's like, I'm just checking it out. But I, I noticed you said something about um, Jesus, right? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is a Christian tour, right? This is for Christians. And he's like, oh, I misunderstood. I thought this was like a kind of like a, it's like a historical tour or whatever. I didn't know right. it was a Christian tour. My bad. He's like, but you're Jewish and you're out here giving Christian tours. Like, what's up with right. that? And he's like, well, I go where the money is. And then the dude goes, well, then you obviously are Jewish. You weren't kidding. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that was the part where like my doctor was like, very like distant hitting the button to go into the room or whatever but like and then i'm like but the the joke the punchline of the joke was where it was uh as they're on the bus once he finds out this dude's a jew he like turns the, the tour into a 
a, a ride that was like predominantly focused on him, a fellow Jew, where he's like, mm-hmm. here, if you look to your left, you'll see the site where Jesus turned the water into wine, allegedly, you know, like, and he did that <laughs> whole thing. And so, um, but we had gotten onto the conversation. It wasn't like, I was like, hey, let me tell you this anti-Semitic joke. She it was, it in. was, we were talking about something else. We were talking about Israel and the site, because I'm doing an exegesis on Joshua class. And um, mm-hmm. so that came up. And, and we were talking about some of the historical digs over in Israel. And that, that's when the joke came up or whatever. Um, historical digs as in like uh, very nice pants. <laughs> nice pantaloons. <laughs> is, that would be a historical dig. No, it would be like nice pantaloons, nerd. That's a historical dig, right? Because it's historical. Yeah. And it's and about pants. Yeah, and you're digging yeah. on, on somebody. So um, I forget what the other anti-Semitic uh, thing. What was the other thing that I was going to talk about that was... Um, anti-semitic what were we talking about before this we're, well, we're talking, talking about, about ed Weinstein, asner obviously right right ed asner um and then you said it looked like bob he looked like bob hoskins, like bob hoskins. And, and then which is true i don't know well, um, yeah eh, anyways fuck it that was that was yeah. one of if if my hey listen you can't use all your anti-semitic <laughs> you can't use all your anti-semitic bullets in one show you know well, what i mean sometimes you gotta... i do sometimes i like to just get them out of the way because like i myself <laughs> am not necessarily an anti-semite i am somebody mm-hmm. who like so my opinion on the Jews is a complicated one, right? Oh, here we go. Boop. Wait, yeah. last where's, week we got... Where's Mel Gibson when you need him, right? So my opinion on the Jews is, is this, right? And this is from a theological background, right? Oh, right. Uh, and oh this yeah. Is, Can you this, do your cape thing so people yeah, know your Yeah, you know, because I'm actually very close to finishing with my Master of Divinity. Uh, in a couple months, I will be, as a matter of fact. But... Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. A lot of Jews, they talk about how they're God's chosen people. That's fine. That's whatever. That's That was the, yeah. that was the case back then. Um, mm-hmm. But Abraham, when he was promised a nation of people, um, God even said that your descendants will be as numerous as stars in the sky. Coincidentally, the number of people who have lived and died between then and now uh, mm-hmm. Assuming Abraham was alive, what five thousand, five to seven thousand years ago, whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. Assuming that was the case, the number of stars in the Milky Way galaxy is exactly the same number as how many people who have lived and died, which is kind of like a weird coincidence. Really? But anyways, uh, if you were to assume <laughs> that there were going to be that many Jews, you would be mistaken. But oh, I, now I remember what my. Let me jot this down. Um, oh no. Uh, temple. <laughs> I went to Temple this past week. Uh, oh. But um, like university? No, the the like the Jewish temple. Uh, <laughs> yes, so no, I'm going to be I'm going to be incredibly anti-Semitic here in a moment. Uh, but if you were to assume that the Jews were going to be that number, that would be like a pretty ridiculous claim. But if you all of a sudden were like, well, the entire population of the world is right. could be Abraham's descendants, that would be more realistic because those numbers are comparable now what does mm-hmm. that tell you that everybody has had the opportunity to come to the lord who has come and gone at this point uh mm-hmm. so and and then later in the new testament it mentions something about everybody is from uh you can pluck a um a seed or a flower from the seeds planted of abraham's descendants or whatever so the the concept was that everybody is entitled to this gift not just the hebrews the the national mm. hebrews right um, or the nation of Israel. It's not them. It's or everybody. even the Hebrew national hot dogs. <laughs> no, which, not, by the way, yeah, not them fantastic. either. But they are really good. Yeah, there's no denying that. But, and they're kosher, too. You can't beat that. But 
the whole concept is that anybody No, you literally can be... can't beat it. There's a certain treatment you have to have with the animal. You can't, literally can't beat it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, we could also make a joke probably about masturbation and the fact that hot dogs oh, are that, yeah. too. We could have gone that direction, too. I'm glad you mm -hmm. went the other way with it, Jerry. Uh, but anyways, anybody can be God's chosen people is the concept, is the argument. So when okay. people say, well, the Jews are the God's chosen people, well, no, they're not. They were at one time. They were God's chosen people in the beginning. However... Mm -hmm. Since then, times have changed. Anybody can be, even like after Abraham was promised, uh, mm -hmm. people, descendants that were as numerous as the stars, um, even back then it could have been anybody. But then, especially in the New Testament, when they say, well, Jews and Gentiles alike, um, mm. they're saying that everybody, we want everybody to come together and become God's chosen people. So if ever a Jew comes and tells you that, you know, hey, I'm God's chosen people, well, maybe you were at one time, but no longer. And most, in fact, hmm. most Jews are not God's chosen people. Anyway, could you also imagine, by the way, if it really was like in the way you describe it, right? Yeah, and I'm mm -hmm. paraphrasing, I was trying to keep up, I'm, I'm not as well versed, correct me if I'm wrong. If Abraham, like you said, was promised as many as the stars are in the sky and all that kind of stuff. If it really, if it really were just the Jews, imagine how dark it would be outside at night. That's really scary, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, there's like twelve not... of them in the sky. <laughs> it's like twelve people. How do you even? Of oh. course, oh, you found forget the about. Oh no, what, what is it? How do you even see when there's only that many stars? Come hey, on, dude. Jerry. That's where I was going. How... <laughs> of course, you use the North Star. You know where the North Star is to find shit. There's only ten of them. There's, There's only, only 10, ten of them. Stars. All you got is the one. You got the one, the North Star. You've got the South Star. You got there. the West Star and the East Star. Maybe one day, oh. if you give us some grandchildren, maybe we end up with Northwest, <laughs> Northeast, uh, Southwest, and Southeast, too. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to get myself all hung up on that. But anyways, I went to Temple. Now, this is the only funny part. I did I did enjoy Temple. I thought it was a pretty good. I mean, it was a fine service. I had to do it for mm -hmm. a uh, world religions class. Okay. Um but there was one part that I thought was really funny. And it's not funny. But I thought mm. it was funny, right? Um, and I want to prepare I want to prepare myself for this joke. I should have come more prepared. Um, uh, okay, here we go. No, hold on. <laughs> um, so there was a part of the service where they started talking about <laughs> Okay, perfect. Here we go. Um where they started talking about all the people who from the temple who have um, come and gone, like who have died and in memoriam, oh, okay. kind of like an in memoriam thing, but it was mm -hmm. like for... So uh, it's like the Oscars? Yeah, pretty much. It was, it was exactly like that, which is like not a coincidence <laughs> because just about I, everybody I, at the not, Oscars is Jewish, right? I'm um, not trying to say anything. <laughs> imagine, imagine if, 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 if all the stars in the sky, that's what they thought they were talking about was Hollywood. But... Um, but anyways, mm -hmm. they said, uh, we're going to list off all the people who have died um, in from the temple, family members of the temple. Oh, the AIDS. Oh. Yeah, sorry. well, <laughs> well, they're, they're, they, they wanted to remain in memory. It was a very beautiful thing. But all I could oh, think about okay. in the midst of it was... Um, was how all the names were Jewish, <laughs> like very Jewish. You know what I mean? It wasn't like there wasn't a single Smith or a Miller or a Morgan, right? There was none of those. Right. It was it was all like this. There's it was no like, Johnson, you know, right? Just... It was like, hey, uh, so here are, these are the people who have come and gone. We'd like to keep them in our memory. Uh, mm -hmm. Jerry Hoffman, uh, <laughs> Marcus Abrams, 
uh, Ethel and uh, Rod Haddad. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. John Goldman, mm-hmm. Frederick Levy, uh, and then we also had um, Marcus Friedman, <laughs> Abraham Horowitz, uh, Joseph Lieberman, Hedgeberg Rothstein. There were several Cohens, by the way. There were oh, many oh. Cohens, like a mm-hmm. lot of them. Uh, and mm-hmm. then there was some other one. Goldstein was a popular one. Let me see if I can find Stern, another popular one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me just say this. I heard Howard Stern commented on John uh, Johnny Depp's... Um, I used to like Howard Stern. I used oh, to think trial. Really funny. But, like, mostly I thought it was funny, the, the side stuff that, like, um, his two fucking knuckleheads, Sal and Eric, right? No, not Eric. Um, Sal and... Uh, oh, whatever um, his name was. The yeah, redheaded yeah, yeah. guy. You know what I'm talking about. Um... Yeah, they used to uh, do like Jackie a lot of the goof- joke man and then there was uh uh Sal and Sal. Oh, why can I not think of uh, It was Eric the Midget. Was I mean there was like a lot of funny oh, things yeah. that were going on on the show, but there was like oh, another and then, character. Uh, the, Richard, Sal and Richard, and, Sal and Richard. You know. Um, oh. they used to do these really funny prank calls. And that was kind of like what I tuned in for and like all the goofy mm-hmm. antics that were going on. I could care less about Howard Stern. And like I I grew up like in a time where Howard Stern was kind of like he was the he was a big deal i went yeah. to see his movie in the theater yeah so like but like he came out recently saying um it's incredibly narcissistic that johnny depp would publicly display this trial with amber heard incredibly narcissistic and my wife told Wait. me this oh and i God. said what it how like ironic right or no not ironic he put that's his... the word i'm looking for like what how dare he, Howard Stern, Duplicitous, a uh, Jewish um, narcissistic scumbag, called oh, Johnny yeah. Depp a narcissistic scumbag? Because like that's yeah. he's using his Jewish privilege to get to where he's at now, and he continuously uses it throughout the show. And I mean, he's used it in any case. He's like, oh, they fucking said Did this, you know, and this by the about way, me because I'm a Jew or whatever. But so for it's people like, who on. still every yeah, day, for I people get a who bit still listen to him, by the way. Uh, you should know that he, if for people who still listen to him or have respect for him, you should know that this man of the people says, of course, we should do forced faxes and get rid of people uh, if they don't. But he also is a, a horrible germaphobe who basically <laughs> dismisses the entire rest of his crew, has a completely separate entrance and exit yeah. into the studios that he has to go into. And then I think he also takes like a helicopter or plane or something. It was something so outlandish you know for the fact that he hasn't been relevant in like 20 years hypocritical inc- mike said it hypocritical that's yes the there it is for. yeah yeah completely hypocritical absolutely yeah no he's a fucking scumbag and a douche I and mean, it's so funny too that he would say that about this trial such i now i don't know is it johnny depp one the ones putting it on blast i don't know because i just I watch him so i think he just like He's just a celebrity, right? So well, like that's just it. And so is yeah. the girl. It's not even just like, oh, I'm Johnny Depp and here's this thing happening and here's a citizen, you know, just a normal citizen girl that I'm having a, I have a problem and therefore I'm going to like use my pressure. It's him and Amber Heard. Like what was yeah. it's it's not as if she's a nobody and oh, he's well, I mean, bringing she is, but uh, it, look. <laughs> name hey, Jerry, name three movies that Amber Heard has been in. Aquaman Googling. and Justice League 
and Justice League to Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Is she in Justice League, though? Yes. Okay, all right. I'll take your word for it. I have not watched Aquaman or Justice League, so... <laughs> Well, is she, she in the is, Snyder Cut? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm 90% sure. She's in at least one of them. Because if I, I was Zack Snyder, one. I would remove her from the Snyder Cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, Dude. you know, well, but you know what you would happen. Do you know how bad this is, by the way, right now? I mean, I don't want to get all nerdy. But, okay, out of the Justice League movie, whatever. So, you have um, Ezra, whatever his name is, Miller. Uh, the guy, the kid who played the Flash. I don't know okay. if you noticed uh, or know this. I don't know He's, anything that's going on in the DC universe. I should. I should know more. He has completely lost his mind in real life and has been okay. threatening. He like threw a woman to the ground in public on mm -hmm. what well, people filming him, like threatening to beat the shit out of her for some reason. Um, he's been throwing chair like he's actually. It's one of those things where you go, was he MK or something? You know, because yeah, how they do that. There's this common thing with um, celebrities where you notice, like, they kind of go off script and then they come back into the public life with either their hair bleached blonde or shaved or both. Yeah, like Britney Spears or Kanye West. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what's happening to this dude or maybe he's near a lot of 5G towers. I honestly have no fucking idea. But he's probably vaccinated. And he's also probably vaccinated. Yeah. Right. It, but he looks like a girl in terms of body build and, like, he's a. You would assume that he'd be on a runway as a male model kind sure. of thing. Like, that's what this guy looks like off screen when he's not, In you know, the Flash. The flash. Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, they just gave him his own movie uh, to do this. I, that I think they were starting to do for The Flash. And he was in whatever that new Harry Potter prequel thing is that's out now. Oh, the... Hogwarts and the Dumbledore Secrets or whatever. Yes. He is somebody in that. I don't know who. But it's apparently it did a major part. did not do part. well, from what I no. understand. But apparently it's a really major part. And the point I'm trying to make... So he's falling apart. He's accosting yeah. women on the street. He's throwing chairs at people in public. All kinds of stuff. So that's the one thing. Then you have the guy who played uh, Cyborg yeah. saying that he would not come back for reshoots or whatever for the Justice League and that um, Josh Whedon treated him so poorly like trash that dc needs to be taken down that they're racist all this sort of stuff. Now, now whether you want to believe this whole spiel that's not even the point it's just the scandal of it all you know yeah and then now there's this amber heard thing mm. where it it's speaking of drawings of, you know what's funny stuff. though jerry she took a shit on his bed and yeah. stuff and and midnight's edge which is a, a video you know it's a youtube channel uh, they, I think, have a T-shirt you could buy where they did a crayon color uh, <laughs> drawing of her doing the poopies on uh, Johnny Depp's bed, among other things. That, well, I'm sure she's done out. some pretty terrible stuff on his bed, but the yeah. So here's the thing: um, I never thought there would come a day, and I'm speaking as a fan of Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, I never <laughs> thought there would be a day where mm -hmm. I could come forward and say, I, Ben Affleck is like the most clean cut, least controversial person of this fucking group. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I never thought that Dunkin would be Donuts the day. Meme, you know, yeah, like he's are. the guy with the exhausted with the Dunkin' Donuts meme. Yeah, and, like and he, you know, 
uh, and but he's then like that, such um, a cool guy. You know, he's that video where his face died. Remember that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because of the how the movie didn't do well, and Henry Cavill oh, yeah. was out there just like still mm-hmm. selling it. Like he's still like, hey, fuck it, you know, whatever. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm just here. Cap. I'm Superman. I'm about to be we in got, a Tom Cruise movie. I got, got Batman this. over here, man. You know, he's like, ah, you know, we're just having yep. a lot of fun. But like Ben Affleck, he's the guy who's just like. I don't know, he's just like Hollywood, right? Like, he's Hollywood mm-hmm. incarnate, you know? You look at Ben Affleck, and you're like, that's Hollywood incarnate. You look at Henry Cavill, and you're like, that's a fucking nerd. But he's, like, yeah. really good at acting, and he's really he's in shape. You know, he's a healthy dude. Really cool he's incredibly guy to look buff, yeah. Um, but, you know, you've got Ben Affleck, who's, who's, who's Hollywood incarnate, and, like, you know, he's obviously very upset. Dude, he's you know, literally he's been with, I don't know how many Jennifers, you know what I mean? Well, most and of then... them were Jennifer Lopez. At least the majority of them were Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> the majority well, he also of had the Jennifer Garner. That no, hold on. Right. The majority of the oh. Jennifers that Ben Affleck has been with are Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> like you could say that. That's a statistically that's true, true fact, right? That's a fact. Yeah, that's so, a factual statement. That's, that's true. That's a good one. I should write that down. That should be my quote. Uh, okay, Jerry, do you want to yeah. do this fucking weekly whoobies before we get into whatever we're talking about this week? Sure. Yeah. I. You know. Oh, wait, do you want to do, do, do your little? First? I always forget. Yeah. Do the shot first. Why not? All right, well, we're actually on time. Together. Well, you get your whoobies together. I don't know where my uh, shot glass is here. There we go. I got it. Oh, no. Oh, I'm doing this howler head again. I'm actually recreating last okay. week. I'm trying to finish this American Honey Sting. Uh, I finished mm-hmm. like half the bottle last time, but I'm just one man. So, and then I've got this howler <laughs> head. <laughs> I just have like all this booze, and it's just me drinking it, me, and then occasionally I get my wife to drink it. Like, I'm like, hey, mm. try this so that we can go upstairs and do weird stuff or whatever. But, like, she rarely <laughs> ever, like, acquiesces that. Um, she, never, mm-hmm. she never, like, agrees to that. But she will occasionally drink, like, the uh, peanut butter, um, what is it called? Uh, sc- not screwball. We do the, I don't know. We do some kind of, like, whatever the fuck. Um, maybe it is screwball. I think it is screwball. The peanut butter whiskey. Really good stuff. But oh, okay. she'll, she'll drink it and, uh. You know, the honey, American honey. This American honey sting stuff is, like, really, like, it's spicy. You know, it's a spicy whiskey, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, very sweet. It's sweet and spicy. It's like eating Chinese food, like, at a restaurant, at a Chinese restaurant you don't trust yet, so you get the sweet and spicy, sweet and sour <laughs> chicken, right? You know, you got you got to, like, get the one just so that you can see how they do, and you're like, ah, oh, this is someplace I'll order from in the future. Um, mm-hmm. That's not the problem out here in the Midwest, Jerry, I got to tell you. We don't have more than one oh Chinese goodness. restaurant within delivery distance, right? <laughs> Literally so, like, just the one. You've got what you got, and you got to deal with it. Some of them don't even deliver. It's insane. Like you don't know the sacrifices <laughs> that we have to make out here. But oh I'm going to do this uh, this banana um, howler head banana whiskey. This is actually in from my uh, Houston, Texas shot glass, which I try to use as often as possible when my son actually does the dishes and puts them away where they belong. Um, use it as often as I can. I do I do enjoy this tall shot glass because A, there's more alcohol in it and B, my wife gave it to me and you know, I got to be oh, that's nice. You know, I got to I got to put it on camera as often as possible. Plus super fan. I got to let him know that we're representing uh, Texas here on the show. At least nice. in this small gesture, this small gesture here. So, what are we cheersing to, Jerry? Harvey Man, I want to say, I was going to say broken gen- <laughs> skin grafted genitalia. How about that? The Drew Barrymore skin, gra- skin grafted That's genitals right. of Harvey TM. Weinstein. You know, trademark. To, uh, to them and also to uh, to women doing predator stings, Jerry. 
to women oh, doing yeah. predator stings because we've found that there's this new, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of us, a lot of us are out here watching these predator catcher shows and YouTube channels, and they're always guys, right? Because guys do everything yes. better than women, like all mm -hmm. the time, anyways. But Agreed. we've discovered <laughs> that, uh, you know, and this group is the same group that caught the Facebook executive. Remember some months ago? Oh, that's the same it's one. The same group. They caught wow. somebody from my neck of the woods here in Ohio, or like in Ohio, which is not too far from here. And mm -hmm. they caught somebody. He was a school board president, and they busted his ass. And I watched the video, and then a couple hours later, I saw the news story. Because um, I had just been giving them a chance recently. It's this other – it's it's Predator Catchers Muncie is what it's called. It's a subsidiary right. of Predator Catchers Indianapolis, right? And mm -hmm. they kind of like come together and they do catches, but it's two chicks and a guy, right? And the two chicks, right? Like they add this element. And Jerry, you pointed—I can't take credit for this—but you pointed this out. Having mm -hmm. a chick do the predator catch adds this yeah. whole new element. And like I realized as soon as you said it, I'm like, damn, that is true. Because I don't feel mm -hmm. like when you have, um, you know, Pop Squad, when you have Nito, when you have Dap, when you have. Uh, yep. our, our boy Samuel from up in Canada uh, and, and and Skeeter Jean you know you don't you, you have the guy and being talked down to by a guy it's like yeah okay whatever you're not my fucking dad get out of my face <laughs> you know like who cares right. you know as long as I can get out of this unscathed I'll be alright I don't care what you say to me but like mm -hmm. when a chick does it it is so different right like mm -hmm. you know it's almost like when you get yelled at by your mom Right. As much as you may not yeah. agree with your mom, or as may as you much not get a, as may as you as much as you may not get along with your mom, or whatever, you still respect her as the woman who brought you into this earth, right? You know, and like when she talks down to you, or when she scolds you, or whatever, it hurts a lot more. When she's more. disappointed, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's what do, these so, girls do. They do this. Um, they yeah. do this thing where like they'll like almost coddle you. They'll coddle the predator, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, hey, so is this what happened? Hey, I get it. Like, this happens. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they'll, like, coddle them, and they'll coach them along. And then, yep. and, like, without Let me just a, talk just, like, to you. Yeah, Come on, just let's like just a talk woman, about it. She will turn coat real quick. And she'll just mm -hmm. all of a sudden be like, hey, it's okay. We're going to all of a sudden, you motherfucker. You are here yeah. in my community doing da-da-da. So, like, the whole thing gets, like, tossed on its ear. And you're just <sighs> like, whoa. You know, and you kind of feel you're, like, with them in that moment where you're like wow okay yeah yes. i get it this is a mistake you know whoopsie daisy whatever but then all of a sudden they turn it and you're like you're getting yelled at by your own mother and it's terrifying right. and i mean like this chick is <laughs> yeah. she's like she's like our age right you know she's no mm -hmm. older than we are but you know she's got a kid who's 13 so she's got some skin in the game right and so mm -hmm. she gets out there and she like tears these fucking predators up and i gotta say normally i don't respect women and I know Stephicus <laughs> just jumped into the chat. Hi, Stephicus. Um, normally, I don't respect women, but these 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 predator catchers, uh, Indianapolis and predator catchers, Muncie. Like, I love them. I got. I'm a new fan. Like, I'm newly yeah. like involved. The dynamic is incredible quick. because. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, the dynamic is incredible. I just have to say, um, and it, I, it, watching the one in particular where the head of the school board. Mm -hmm. Was, that was the one that you told me about that uh, that led me to that. It was just incredible to watch because, and I think it was their best one. I've watched some older ones. I've watched the newer ones. I'm like, eh. This one was incredible because they were basically playing it off as if they were just concerned parents 
about what the child was saying to the guy on the calls and on the chats. So he's starting to slowly, slowly, because they're lulling him to sleep with this. No, I know we're just so concerned about what our daughter's doing. The internet is such a mess. Uh, You know, she's looking for attention because her dad, something, you know, they had all this shit. And he's just going, yes, well, so this is what happened or, you know, and he's slowly. Yeah, and he like, he gives them such bullshit. Like, it's obviously yeah, fake it's shit. The bullshit first, though, and then it's just slowly opening up to the real shit. Slowly, he's like, or, 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 or then the guy on the side, you know, I don't know who Eric, he is yeah. to them. Eric, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he'll he's just, so like, they'll be, in Indianapolis. Oh, okay, so then they'll be talking, and then he'll come up and go, yeah, but what was that thing you said about kissing? Or, right? <laughs> yeah, and, he's like he times it so perfectly. He's like, or yeah. he'll go, he'll go, ew, you said what? You know, he'll overreact. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? But it's like, it's just an, like so they're lulling him into that confident, like the the false sense of security, and then he'll just go, he'll he'll come in and go, yeah, but you know, we we heard our daughter on the phone with you. And we could, she had you on speed. So we heard you say <laughs> you wanted to come over and give her a massage, including massaging her butt. Yeah, you Did wanted you... to like put your finger inside of her. What was that about? Yeah, you said, you know, and you, you said call her, call you grandpa, but yeah. also you wanted to massage her butt. And what is it? So I'm just trying to listen. We're concerned about what our daughter's being exposed to. We understand you were just trying to be like a mentor. You know, they're just like uh, feeding right. the bullshit. It's so good. Like they have it so, yeah. like they have it queued up just so right. Thir- yeah, so queued up. And then suddenly, like that. They just go, go with the fucking bullshit. And you're like, whoa. You know? and, and then like, there's the guy, yes, but it was the women turning, you know, I don't want to be like, I don't know. I'm going to talk about India without talking about rape buses. Right, which is difficult so, to do. Go ahead. Though. It is, yeah. So imagine, okay, so the women instead are first the snake in the snake charmers. That's just coming out of the bag. Or the you know the the basket right and mm. the basket's still on the snake's head and isn't that cute? That's fucking funny, isn't it? Oh look at the snake balancing a basket on his head. I saw that one time at a zoo and you're talking to each other and this and that and the other and the next thing you know, it strikes. Get you, it gets you. Yeah, that was these women. You know what I mean? Indian snakes with baskets on their heads that suddenly go snaky. You know? You know? Or like. Lions who killed uh, or bit the <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. It's like yeah. they've been. Well, they were tigers, but or tigers. Yeah, about. they've just they've been just not tigering for a really long time. You know. So let me tell you this, Jerry. I don't know that. if it's like physically if she's attractive, but like mm-hmm. I saw her, the main mm-hmm. chick or whatever who does because there's like two chicks, right? One of there them is, is yeah. Eh. You know, like, don't even bother. But then the One's other one, a little like beefy, the main one, and then there's the other one. Yeah, right. The other. So I'm glad you're with me on this one. The other one, like the main one, she's like I don't know if she's pretty or if it's the fact that what she's doing is oh, has made that her change attractive. Things? Yeah. Because like, mm-hmm. you can look at her and you can be like, well, she's not a, yeah, she's I guess she's attractive, but like, she's when fine. you see her, you're like, you know. wow, because all of a sudden you're like, look at what she's <laughs> doing and look at how like confident she is. You know, that's, that's yeah. very attractive. All right. So, anyways, mm-hmm. to all that stuff. So. Oh yes, yeah, to all that stuff. And don't that have led many to fans. a very. 
What's up? And and we and we just want to I just want to say to the audience too, have these conversations with your with your friends cuz you know, Tom and I do speak off air. This isn't just a professional friendship here. And I followed up with Tom on his recommendation to watch this and then that led me to thinking about a skit idea <laughs> that we thought was really great and that was you know we're setting the scene right Tom so we've got I was thinking you had me at Bigfoot goes predator hunting you know and you and I we're predator hunters now. We've got our predator hunter hats on. One of us is wearing a sombrero. Probably you, because you have, the, yeah. you know, the Mexican heritage in your family. That's a little bit more tasteful as opposed to me wearing it. Secondly, then I'm wearing one of those safari hats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm on the hunt. I'm of big course. game hunting. Okay. Then we've got the. We we were all. We've got the the, the background detailed we tell everybody we've got the whole thing lined up we, we we've gone over chat logs it's disgusting it's fucking filthy awful and then just as we're about to strike we're in the same walmart parking lot because you know, it's always fucking walmart or 7-eleven so we're in the same walmart 7-eleven parking lot. what does that tell you about predators what does that tell you about walmart you know that like that's where all well the they're open all go. hours that helps right yeah I mean, that's I you know, you don't have like that twenty-four hour target. I guess I don't know. <laughs> the classy but, predator who's like, "Listen, we got to meet at four o'clock at Target." Can, okay. Yeah. Can we? At no, Hobby no. Lobby. Uh, excuse me. Can I meet at noon at Nordstrom's? Because I can. <laughs> I just have to. Um, but then you and I are ready. We're about to pounce, and then ping, ping, get some notifications, and suddenly, one of us turns to the other and says, "I can't do this." And the other one's in shock, going, what are you talking This guy's, do you remember what he said? And then we pull up the screen, and it turns out this predator just turned their profile picture into a Ukraine flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the over, yeah, the overlay of the Ukraine flag, because that's he stands right. with the, Ukraine. You can't blame That's him. right, and now he stands with Ukraine, and what are you supposed to do with that? You can't, okay, you know, sure. Were Jerry, they trying? I am reluctant at first right because i have to ask you this at this point because you're the one who realized that he's got the ukraine flag i myself <laughs> a bit of a, a a bit of a skeptic i'm right. like well was he wearing a mask these last two years is my question <laughs> right? right so what do you do yeah yeah well i pull up the i pull up the dick pics and it turns out in every dick pic he sent us <laughs> there's a mask he, can, he has a mask on. <laughs> but hold on hold on hold on okay so that's his <laughs> listen jerry I'm still a bit skeptical, okay? Right. I want to yeah. know... Well, this is our big of... catch. This is a bit, you know, this is... We've worked on this for a while. Hear me out. This is yeah. his personal at-home stuff, right? Like, we don't know <laughs> what's going on. Mm -hmm. When he goes out and gets into his car, like, what type of car is he driving? What type mm -hmm. of stuff is he representing to the community on right. his, win his back uh, window? What are we seeing there, Jerry? Because that's going to be the ultimate deciding factor for me. <laughs> Well, well, see, okay, so this is a slight deviation of what I had said to you. <laughs> but, so what I had said to you was, Tom, he put up the Ukraine flag on his Twitter handle, and <laughs> you said, 
the masks in the dick pics. To which I replied, yeah, and in the picture you could see on the floor his Black Lives Matter dildo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I knew it was Black Lives Matter something. So I was trying to like... And so I'm sitting here going, because you're talking about this car, and I'm going, oh, what else is there? I'm like, is Tom expanding on this without even mentioning it? And then I said, I thought, I literally, when you said that, I just thought to myself, oh, could you imagine? He shows up in a Prius with the human rights equal sticker on the back. Yeah, equal sign, the yellow sticker, and then the, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got the coexist and the Black Lives Matter on the back of his car. Yeah, with the fist. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I expect. With a fist, and now we know what it means. Right. (laughs) <laughs> you know. It all comes together. It all ties together that it's about That's fucking. It. It's about fist fucking a five year old, Jerry. Yes. That's what Black that is... Lives Matter really stands for: is fist fucking a five year old. Okay. That and getting money enough to uh, buy a house buy, on the buy, shore, buy a mansion, whatever. and then because tell everybody it's a the racist shit. misunderstanding. Yeah. So. Terrible. Hey, so we're gonna take a one minute break. Okay. A, a one minute whiz break, and then you can do your whoobies, Jerry. I'm gonna because I forgot it. to do uh, any kind of thing um, for like a intermission. It's just gonna be the J rap thing, so you know, just deal with that for one minute. produced than hours that they have like shit to prepare or, <laughs> you know to like go in that place mm-hmm. so instead of being like hey i gotta go take a piss they're like all right well now it's a word from our sponsors right all right so welcome yep. to the chat thundercock jackson mike in manitoba megabit stephicus ben who's on the road he's actually on his well, I, I think he actually arrived already at his destination uh super fan and anyone else who might be uh tuning in oh right by the now. way also, can Joseph i make a special Byron, mention by the way yeah, please, go ahead. Well, I just, you know, we have often promoted at the end of the show Telegram for both of us, you know, the show and my own personal and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to say, whether this person is real or a fed, I have no idea. But if it was a fed, you were a very nice fed. And I want to say that I got a, a, a nice message and a follow uh, from 
cool, cool gent who, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go too deeply into it because if it's a real person, I don't want to embarrass them in some way. But if it's a fed, you know, then I don't want to look like I'm just complimenting a fed too much. Right. Oh, Jerry. And well, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're you better know. than this. To compliment <laughs> the federalities. That's it. Well, this is what I'm saying. So I just wanted to say it was very nice. Uh, the chat that I had and they were very complimentary of the show. Tom, really? they described, yes, Tom, they described it. First of all, they said that it's a, it's a, a release for him and their, and his, his wife and that they're looking to try to do homestead. Like they called awesome. us the happy warriors, Tom. Huh? Yeah. Do you know what they mean by that? No idea. Yeah. I didn't really know either, but I kind of chuckled and I liked it. And so I asked him what the hell that meant because <laughs> I kind of liked he, him. Like, and then he signed off forever. <laughs> yeah, and he's just gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he said, um, essentially, what we do, our part in all of this, I guess, for him, Tom, is that we are living in a very dark time. A lot of trials, tribulations, evil out there. Yeah. And then you and I turn the old record button on, turn the old broadcast button on, and we're just a chuckling. You understand what I'm saying? We're out there bringing out the chuckles, the smuckles, and um, also still promoting the idea that... Well, so part of what he said was, on the one hand, for people like him, it's nice to be able to get on to a, get to a show where it there's the reminder that there's people out there who aren't just following the NPC types. In other words, sure. you're not just following that stuff. There are people out there going like, oh yeah, no, there's <laughs> all this, stuff. right. And so that's nice, comforting. And then he said, well, on the other hand though, you're also not just slogging through going, ah, or crying or whatever it might be. And so instead we're making fun or, you know, laughing at the devil or whatever you might want to call it and and that makes us the happy warriors because we are sort of the warriors on the other side of the fence of the cultural demise that's happening right now but we're also like the jesters in the group I guess I yeah I'm trying to you know kind of paint the picture best I can but that was the uh you know. It's nice to be recognized. Yeah, Don Trout yeah. called us groomers. No. Yeah. I couldn't help it. I was oh man. How dare you? No, I know, I know, I know. But no, welcome to the chat by the way, Don Don Trout. But no, I think I think your 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 mysterious uh fed fan is onto something. By the way, I mm -hmm. also want to welcome um Ben's uh tile worker, I think it was that he like oh, yeah. recommended. Remember he was like, "Oh, I listened to that show and you That's that right. Was pretty funny." Uh, I want to make sure that we mention him. I don't know his <laughs> he came onto the. <laughs> he commented on the chat at one point. He's like, "Hey, it's he me. Commented. I'm the tile worker, right?" Um, That's it. But no, I do want to say hi and what's up to him because I, he probably didn't get to see last or hear last week's episode because I still oh, haven't good. uploaded it, and I actually removed oh, it from mm. YouTube, and I just never updated. Whoa. Man, I, I, no, because it split up, right? Because we got in trouble. Oh, the mentioning two show, yeah. Right. So and so, such and such, right? Um, yeah, we, we mentioned it. a few things that got us in trouble, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I haven't uploaded because I've, school has been chaotic this week. And let me tell you, I I, I, I had to kind of take the wheel 
on some mm-hmm. group projects, which I didn't want to do because there was a time, right? Like there was a time where I had to be a leader in the mm-hmm. army. I was a sergeant first class in the army. I had to do leader shit. And I, <laughs> at the time it was okay because I'm like, well, that's what I'm called to do. That's what I'm here for. And in certain instances where like in the church where I'm like a teacher or whatever, or I'm like being, uh, I, was, I was asked if I wanted to be a deacon, whatever, like this sort of like leadership roles. That's great. I'm willing mm-hmm. to take those on. I'm willing to do <laughs> those. But when it's a school project and there's like young bucks who are trying to build their resume, like motherfucker, you need to be the one to take charge on this. But it ended up being me, 30, whatever, 36 year old Tom Miller, uh, Mm -hmm. having to come and take the wheel on some seminary project because these dudes were like not, they were waiting till the last possible minute. And frankly, I'm the guy who like, I'll wait. V and I always joke about this. We always joke about how like, you know, the old saying, do today, do today right you know like if mm-hmm. it's do if you wait until the last minute you really only have to worry about it and work on it for one minute right so that's kind <laughs> of our mantra of that sort of thing but these dudes were like really cutting it close for a final project that was like a majority of our grade and i'm like hey guys like let's go ahead and get our stuff done so that we can do and this chick literally before this show started she sent out an email she's the one she skipped out on like one uh, there were eight things but there mm-hmm. were like five or six of I think six of us. I took on two two of the things. Another dude who's also in the military. He's actually a chaplain uh, applicant. He's working towards becoming a chaplain. He's serving in the capacity of a chaplain. He took on two of the spots. Everybody else kind of just like they were like nobody wanted to take on the extra spot, right? So mm-hmm. one person, this chick, she's like, "Hey, I'll put it all together when it's done. How about?" Um, so then she's like, and "I'm like, yeah, that's cool." I sent in all my stuff. Everybody sent in all their stuff. And she says, hey, in accordance with MLA format, it has to have a page number. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, my goodness. Like, we've not asked of you any extra work, really. You have to put everything together in one Word document. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Microsoft Word automates (laughs) that, right? Like, all you have to do is do that yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you just have to type it in. Uh, but she wasn't having it. But anyways, I, it's due today. Um, I did both mm. my parts and somebody else's part too because nobody else stepped up. Me and this other dude, we ended up doing two and a half parts ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like everybody else is like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, whatever, you know, because <laughs> they don't care. Like they're not going on yeah. either. And I'm not saying I'm going on to my doctorate or whatever. I would hope to at one time, at one point. Tom, here's the thing. In the future, Can I ask become you? a PhD or a doctor of ministry, but I'm not like, I'd like to have that option open. Can I ask you this? That's it. Out of all the people in the group, how many are there, roughly? In the group that I'm working yeah. in? Yes. One, two, three, four, there's like, there's five of us. There's five okay. of us, Jerry. So out of the five, how many of them have a cape none of them well see this not is, even me this, that's what we're all working on tom, we're all working on the cape tom listen we've all seen you do the cape thing so just stop <laughs> with the humility for just a second well i can only and, and yeah, let's, uh, you know and let's lay it out there it's not it look we're, we're already talking about it okay it's already here we just have to be adults about it some of us have capes 
<laughs> and some, some of us some of us were meant you know, for the cape is what i think right. you're trying to get at jerry some of well, these cats yeah. they they don't deserve the cape We've and i'll seen say you do that the cape flip and it seemed natural to the point where i forgot you didn't have it yet you understand what i'm saying so, so I, yeah no i get it i'm, I'm with you like to me yeah. i i should have been so it's so funny to me because like some of these dudes like this is so some of these people i don't and i don't mm -hmm. know I know a couple of them are going for their Master of Divinity, which a Master of Divinity degree is three years. You have to go for it's not a regular master's where you go mm -hmm. for one year, you know, 33 semester hours. It's not that. It's a three year program. Like the one I'm in is 96 semester hours, right? And you have to take 33 okay. semester hours every year. So it's a three year commitment that you do to become a pastor. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not there to become a pastor. These other people are. These other people are intending to become pastors. Uh, except for one of them who's going on to be a chaplain in the military, which is awesome. I'm like more power. It is weird to, to hear that in context, right? Because forgetting what it is that you were working on or for, I'm just hearing you're stuck in a shitty college group. But now I'm hearing <laughs> the people trying to be god's representative right. to an entire community is just like i ain't doing that fucking homework you yeah <laughs> or how dare you try you know? to stick me with some extra work like and if i don't well, i don't know if you no, know but this forget it forget about it even being about like you or even the group it's literally just okay look i feel like i can carry the torch for jesus and be <laughs> the guiding light of my community however if you ask me to number this fucking paper, I'm going to quit <laughs> school you? or whatever. How, you know what I mean? Do you like, think this you is, are, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is where it's humorous. It's not just, oh, I got to do this. I don't know, whatever it is. I, I'm trying to be something else, but you have to take that course. It has nothing to do with it. You know those? It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, you yeah. got to take the, oh, I have to take a basic trig class, but I'm Jerry, trying to be Jerry, you know what a, this class is that this is, what? This is for? I, it's pastoral crisis intervention okay so this is <laughs> like this is so here's the thing about pastors right i don't intend to be a pastor i never will be a pastor mm -hmm. i hope to never be a pastor because i don't think that i would be very effective at it if the lord called okay. me to become pastor i would do it but i don't think that's where he's got me um and he's made it very clear like throughout time throughout like these last several years that this okay. is not where that's not where he wants me to be however i understand how often does he call you um it's I would say twice a year at least, but it's like, really? Wow. No, I, I know what you're going with it with the joke. He doesn't personally <laughs> call me. Um, like I get so few calls on my phone or whatever. Uh, my phone is strictly <laughs> for, for like Jerry. My phone is strictly for watching predator catcher videos, predator catcher Muncie, <laughs> uh, right now. Actually, I'm trying to catch right. up because we're so far behind on the predator catcher. Muncie. So many, um, so many, but no, I have instances where I'm like, okay, the Lord has redirected me from this thing to that thing. That I happens understand. at least twice a year and in the last okay. several years. Sure. Um, and, or he's redirected me, hey, this is where I need you. Not, I don't need you there right now, but whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Thundercock Jackson <laughs> said every Thursday, <laughs> every Thursday, the Lord and I have a meeting where we sit down and we discuss my, my Well, yeah, it's the, of course it's every Thursday. It's the day after the show where you're like, all right, look, I'm not Lord, sure exactly. Forgive me for all yeah, the horrible, nasty things that I've said <laughs> about your chosen people. Um, right. But no, like, I don't see myself ever becoming a pastor, but these people do. 
right? So, like, most of the right. people, as I look around the room, like, when we sit in our classrooms and I'm meeting with these people for the first time, or I'm reading their, like, introductions or whatever, like, most of these people are like, well, I was called into the ministry, I'm going to become a pastor. They're all, it's a Methodist seminary. I'm not a Methodist, but I go there mm -hmm. because it's, like, the only seminary. Seminary is not as common as you would think. There's probably, like, three of them in every state, but that's it. Um, okay. So you would either have to drive to, like, the, and they're at, like, the far corners of every state. They're never, like, near <laughs> you. Right. Um, yeah. So this one that I'm at, it's, like, the nearest. I went to the one that was nearest me. It was about a half an hour away. And it shut down, like, as soon as I started going to it that year. Oh, uh, but anyways, um, they, like, these people, they're all like, yeah, the Lord called me to become a pastor. I'm going to become a pastor in the, the, the United Methodist Church and completing my... Uh, my Master of Divinity course or uh, study is like a requirement for that, whatever, whatever. Um, and then like you, I grew up in the church, right? Like I was a pastor's kid, which would explain why I'm such a bad motherfucker, right? Because <laughs> not like bad, like a tough guy motherfucker, but like a bad, like I was bad. I was a bad kid, right? And I was bad even sure, like yeah. until I was 24 when I was baptized as an adult. Uh, even like a little bit after that in the grace period, right? Like I was kind of a bad dude, right? And mm -hmm. like, like I grew up in the church. I know that the pastor's work is never really done, right? My dad. I remember talking to my dad until it the day he homework. died, right? Like weeks before he died is when he retired. Um, mm -hmm. Like weeks before he died, he was still like, "Well, I've got you know people pick on the pastor for being only working on Sundays and Wednesdays, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the only time you see the pastor typically if things are good, right? You only see nice. him on Sunday and Wednesday for an hour." So they're like, he only works on Sunday and Wednesday for an hour. Or an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening on Sunday, and an hour on Wednesday in the evening. That's it. That's mm -hmm. all he works. Like, so they, and my pastor actually joked with me recently, like, somebody dropped their dogs off with them because they were going on a little mini vacation. And they were mm -hmm. like, well, I know he doesn't do anything all week. Like, he can watch my dog. <laughs> like, that was, that's the attitude that people have about pastors. But the thing about pastors is they're never done. Like, you have to find a day that is your least busy and treat that as your sabbath day so it might be a thursday might be a tuesday right. might be a saturday it might be who knows but whatever sure. day it is that's the day that you take as your sabbath and maybe it changes from week to week because one week you might have like some emergency in the in the in the area where like mm -hmm. you have to go visit members of the church because they're in the hospital or you know, you're that these people preparing. will be completely unprepared for because they don't want to do the homework, right. by the way. They don't, which is and, just... and that's the thing. Like, I want to drive home to these people. I'm like, you guys have to realize it's not going to be – you can't rely on guys like me and this other guy, James, coincidentally, two guys who were the same names as Jesus' apostles. You know, like, mm -hmm. you can't count on Thomas and James, right, to, to, <laughs> to do all the work. You're going to have to do the work. Abigail you're gonna have to do the work Stephanie you're gonna have to do the work uh, Andrew you know this is gonna yeah. this is gonna be a thing that you guys have to be prepared for in your uh pastoral roles like you're gonna have people right. come in on Monday they're gonna expect you to be in the office at the church from Monday to Friday because if they have they want to like I don't know plan a wedding or whatever and they want to ask you if you're there they want you to be oh, there yeah. If they want you to, because so my dad would always have to list the office phone number and the, the church office phone number and the parsonage phone number. So, like, if somebody needed to get a hold of him, they could get a hold of him at any time. And, mm -hmm. like, that never ended. He would always be like, hey, can you, once I got my driver's license, I became a professional chauffeur. 
Like I would take him <laughs> mm-hmm. to the hospital, to the nursing home, to the uh, to this place, to that place, to somebody's home, to some place, some emergency, you know, where they needed a chaplain. Like the work of the pastor is never done. And if you think you're only gonna, if you think you're gonna get a weekend, you're wrong. If you think you're only gonna get one day off a week, you're still kind of wrong because even on that day that you treat as a Sabbath, you're still gonna have to do that. But Christ said, I mean, specifically, we treat, we try to have a Sabbath. Even though mm-hmm. most people's Sabbath is supposed to be on Wednesday, right? Or uh, not mm-hmm. on Wednesday, on Sunday. Um, but the pastor works on Sunday. So you kind of have to make your own Sabbath. And then even on those days, you still sometimes have to go help somebody in the church or whatever. Um, those situations like that, Christ specifically spoke about that. He's like, well, you know, somebody who's a sheep. He said, well, what if your sheep was like had fallen into a ditch and you had to help your sheep out of that? ditch wouldn't you do that right because it's like for the health of your sheep you know you want to take care of your sheep and like even though it counts as work you would still do it even though it's on sabbath right Mm -hmm. so if it's something to help your fellow man or whatever or your flock by all means go do it um that was christ's word right that was like that and that that you know whatever nobody follows the sabbath anymore that's it's a fact if you can find somebody who follows the sabbath more power to you but that's one of the ten commandments right that you keep the sabbath holy um but christ specifically said if you have to go out and do some kind of like helpful activity for your flock go do it on the sabbath because you know i would i would go out and help uh, well, the sheep Tom, out of a ditch excuse me i go believe ahead. what you're trying to say is that if you're having an issue with the females in your flock of <laughs> what about the waka? I'm, I'm not even going to keep going. I'm not even going to keep going. It's just waka. Think... But no, anyways, these chicks, yeah. like, they have, like, for me, it's different because I'm never going to be a pastor. I have come to, I specifically, when I received my calling, I prayed and prayed and prayed and I told God, no, you're wrong. Like, you've mm-hmm. got the wrong guy. And I dealt with that. And I dealt with the punishment that came with it. But when I realized that my calling to the ministry was not that of like the pulpit preacher, which is kind of like what I told God. And I think God was like, yeah, you're right. You are not a pulpit preacher. Um, (laughs) I think when that happened um, and I realized what my calling was to was more to the deliverance ministry. And then ultimately it, it, oddly enough, you know, like you think of like how people get called to the ministry and then like weird shit happens and like you end up in a totally different area and you think, well, that's weird that that would happen to you. I myself ended up in the chaplaincy, right? Having been called into the deliverance ministry, that was my initial nudge into the door. But then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the chaplaincy was like where I was needed and where I excelled. And even the, the guy who's in charge of the chaplain's program, he's like, you're the only person I've ever had who in years i mean not forever but like in years Mm -hmm. who has come in for the internship like a 12-week internship and you ended up like completing all of the acpe level one stuff he's like i've got people who have been in the residency program for a year and a half who are still on level one he's like you came in for 12 weeks and you've already exceeded what you need to exceed for moving on to level two so he's like you are called into the chaplaincy he's like, and I hope that you will never forget that. And like over the last several years since my chaplain internship, he has continued to call me and be like, hey, man, there's an opening. How close are you to finishing your degree? Because that's the only thing that's stopping you. And so he made me turn in all my paperwork just recently, just the other day. As a matter of fact, my last um, ketamine treatment, 
he had he's like please bring in your stuff so we can get the ball rolling because we we've got one in the fall for those of you who don't know in the fall i am competing for a chaplain residency which will be a one-year paid chaplain program where i get to work at the hospital at the va and in the capacity of a chaplain like the full capacity and once that's done i can apply for a role as a chaplain anywhere in the nation and i'll have not only the military uh points i'll have the disabled vet points i'll have the chaplain points all of which will essentially guarantee me a job as a chaplain if there is an open chaplain position and i'm competing against anybody else so that's kind of like what this dude has been pushing me to do and like he and i see like we are so far theologically we bicker politically we bicker everything we bicker but he's like you are a good chaplain and it was so funny because one day he said to me we were talking about who like how like chaplains have um you have to be able to identify like look into your heart and determine who you are um he said you have to if you know there's something wrong with you you can still be a chaplain and he's like there are people in the acpe program who certify chaplains who will see something wrong with somebody as long as they notice as long as they know that that is wrong with them they will certify somebody as a chaplain now what that means is any and this is what my chaplain said to me my supervisor he said if you are a white supremacist and he like looked me dead in the <laughs> eyes when he said that he's like you are a white supremacist you can still be a chaplain <laughs> like and i'm like you know and i didn't want to be like oh what what Who did, how dare you um but but he was like he was just like you can be these things and these things can be like contradictory to what people think of religion or the chaplaincy or this or that or the other but you can be that as long as you recognize that about yourself you can still be a chaplain that's fine but you just have to recognize and be able to put that aside when you're caring for the patient. And so, you know, we actually talked about, I got into it. I was like, well, what about a pedophile? And he says, unfortunately, I have seen people who are pedophiles uh, who are admitted pedophiles become chaplains. He says, I don't agree with it, but he's like, that's why I'm not on the ACPE board. He's like, but they will see it. And if the chaplain recognizes it and can put it aside they can become a chaplain and he said and unfortunately one of the people that that has been true about uh went on to become a chaplain at a children's hospital and like yeah. we were both yeah. like mind yeah. we were both like in that moment we were discussing it and he's like, oh, I was like that's so fucked up and he's like i know but that's just the nature of the beast he's like but you it's the cpe program literally of the beast <laughs> the the chaplain um uh cpa uh chaplain or no i'm sorry the clinical pastoral education the clinical pastoral education program is for you as a potential chaplain or somebody in the ministry to discover what about yourself you need to identify so they're like it's kind of like oh you're the chaplain intern it's harmless you can go out there and do your best we'll try to correct you along the way but you're on your own and you mm. have to discover what it is that you need to discover about you so that's what's cool about the cpe program um i don't know i i didn't think i would ever be a chaplain i never thought i'd enter the ministry ever but here i am i never thought i'd be a chaplain but here i am i never thought i'd be graduating three years 96 semester hours later with a uh um master of divinity 
degree or whatever. I never <laughs> thought any of that would be true, but here I am. And you know, what can you do, man? But anyways, what are we do? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's do with the chat. It says, um, "Oh, by the way, welcome, mostly wave." Uh, Mike said, um, <laughs> "Don Trout says." Oh, and also uh, King of Jordan. An hour, man. You guys have some short services. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not. We're not uh, Eastern Orthodox, right? The um, uh, they don't have flock leading lessons at the seminary, Dantra. No, uh, and and if that's a thing, I think that would. Sh- I think that should be. I don't like. There's some weird classes at the seminary. It's a primitive Methodist seminary, so it's not like. Um, I grew up in the Methodist Church, so I know that there are a lot of things that need to be worked in the Methodist Church, but um, I disagree strongly with the Methodist Church. And I think if there was a, I was actually talking to one of the other guys at my church recently. One, of, he's the son of the, one of the elders. Um, he's not really a deacon either. I think they're like, we don't have any real deacons in the church. So like, I think he's on the cusp of becoming a deacon as well, but there's that whole nepotism thing. Anyways, he and I talk a lot. He's a good friend of mine. He's like the other conspiracy guy that I talk about every once in a while. Um, Mm -hmm. He was talking about creating a school for church of Christ because the church of Christ is the church of the new Testament. It's like no, no, man's doctrine nothing like if it's in the bible it's in the bible it was written as such the end like i don't want to hear any of this thomas aquinas uh augustine augustus i don't want to hear any of that uh chrysostom none of that stuff i just want to hear what what it was in the original like we 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 took care of the poor we took care of the people of the church we did the lord's supper and we did you know we did some worship we did some sermon and we talked about the scriptures of the old testament that's it that's it right um that's what we do at our church so it's it's different than like a lot of these doctrine based ones like the methodist church the lutheran baptist all that stuff it's very different than that anyways uh mike said we try to uh we uh, hey what's up friend mosley wave you're the charlie of all the chaplains um mike said nice referring to i think when i was talking about the chaplain residency and then don trout will the va still be open by the time you complete everything well don Way to, like, uh, rain on my parade. I would hope. We'll see. I don't know. And if not, I am I am open for becoming the soothsayer, right? I'm open to becoming the priest of your, uh, your, your um, uh, uh, post-apocalyptic communicate. Well, no, I was going to say post-apocalyptic uh, communi- commune or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all those people who were talking about, they would become the... Um, the divinators, the tarot card readers, or whatever in the community. I'll, I'm, I'm open to becoming somebody's <laughs> pastor if you will house me and my family and my and my kids and my chickens and bats. So um, and my falcon or my hawk or whatever, whatever I end up with this this fall. But no, I, I hope you know Don, Don, Don. Um, I love you, Don. I do. I know Jerry says some pretty fucked up things about you, but Don. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I respect the hell out of you. The here's the thing. Um, if it's not, if it is great, I'm maybe I, I've heard some horror stories about what's coming with the VA. I've heard a lot of stuff about the community care. I, as a person who partakes in the VA, um, am somebody who like appreciates the community care, but as somebody who would like to work for the VA from the inside and be able to like correct some of the shit that's wrong with it, I don't think the chaplain services, I, I think that's like the least wrong thing within the VA because it's like the least used but it's there you know if it, if you need it it's there 
as somebody who served as the chaplain in the internship program, I think like it was like I was as soon as the call came out where it was like uh, attention, we need everybody on floor. Uh, you know, there's an alert on floor such and such, and you have to like fucking run there as fast as you can and get there to help the family. Um, because if there's like an emergency, like a code blue or whatever, or somebody dies or somebody uh, flatlines or somebody whatever, um, if 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 you would run there as fast as you can and as the chaplain nine times out of ten they'd be like hey it's fine go ahead and get out of here there's no family here or like the persons they've already been healed or they've already healed as if it's a fucking Diablo. <laughs> uh the person's already been revived it's fine it's all good uh you know but like nine times out of ten it was that but like sometimes you would be there and you were like hey i'm the chaplain i'm here if you need me and they'd be like hey the family's over here if you could like kind of talk to the family that'd be great you know like that's a huge thing it's like one of the it's one of the least used services, but it's also the one that's like not wrong. Um, there are a lot of things in the VA that are fucking wrong, like wrong, wrong that need immediate address, need to be addressed immediately. And the chaplain services is not one of those things. Now I can't speak for all all VAs, but I will say the one in Cincinnati is fucking spot on. I like I said my my supervisor for the acpe program he and i could not be more um divert like we could not butt heads harder on theology and politics and anything in general but like i see him and i'm like that is a guy who cares about people and who genuinely like shows god's love i see my dad in my acpe instructor and that's how i kind of judge christians like, my dad wasn't perfect. I think he was a great dad. I think he did as good as he could. Um, he was, you know, limited by this, that, or the other. But I think, like, as far as having to juggle the Lord and juggling his kids, I think he did a great job. I think he did just fine. I don't think he could have done any better as a human being. But I will say that when I see somebody, I stack them up against my dad is how I determine how they are as a Christian, how they are as a man. And uh, my dad and I butted heads a lot, a lot. Like he and I did not like, well, he, I'm sure he loved me, but I'm confident he <laughs> loved me as a child. But there were times where he and I would just butt heads and we just did not get along. And we could not say a kind word to one another. He could have, I'm sure, but I could not get along with him at all. Um, but I will always recognize that my dad was the most Christian man. And I don't ever use this term. I don't ever refer to somebody as good. But I would say he's about as close to good as a human being could get. Um, so when I see my ACPE instructor, I stack him up against my dad, and I'd say he's doing pretty dang good. And when I see like other people as I go along my Christian journey, uh, I've met maybe two people in my life that have stacked up against my dad uh, as far as who I would consider to be godly people. And... Um, yeah, so like two people in 30... I'm sorry, three people, if I include my dad. But in 36 years, um, there's been like three people that I would stack to that... That I would put to that level. And my ACP instructor, the guy who instructs me as a chaplain intern or resident in the future, um, he's one of them. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's... I would say that the Cincinnati VA chaplain services program is kind of like... It should be the... Um, the flagship or like uh, it's like the gold standard of like what chaplain services should be now i can't speak to any other one i've never been to any other one but if yours is better than mine i challenge you to debate me 
Anyways, Jerry, I know you got some whoopies that you want to talk about. Well, I just wanted to make sure that for those in the chat, first of all, if they thought Don was kidding when he said that Taco Bell is rolling out a drag brunch tour this summer, the answer is no, he wasn't kidding. And uh, yeah, I was just looking at that and it's just this incredible, uh, it's an incredible picture of a, of a drag person, person <laughs> in drag holding a burrito that I've been trying. It, I'm not sure which picture was more disturbing somewhat, like the Harvey Weinstein one from before or this one. <laughs> um, but so that's that's not really a whoops. That's just, That's a know, thing. Let me say just, this. Mike said something. He, he's trying to take a shit on my dead dad here. No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> he's saying he could have tried a bit harder with Jamis uh, a bit. No. And I, you know, I, I know he's just poking fun. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's saying that, but uh, no, here's the thing, man. I don't, I don't want to say anything bad about James. My dad tried. He really did. Like it's a birth order thing is what that came down to is, um, you know, and I see it with my kids and I know, I know because like, I, I'm a birth order guy. Like I'm a philosophy like birth order, psychology, philosophy, whatever. Like I'm super into that. And there is something to be said about the birth order. If you've ever looked into the birth order um, concept, it's so true because you will see it in every single, I look at, I have a friend, he's a major in the army. And it, like, he was one of my commanders, super good guy, love him to death. He's doing his own thing. So I like, I follow him and his wife, but his wife is always posting on Facebook and I see their kids and I see my kids and their kids because they were born right at the same time. Um, so like I see their oldest looks exactly like Xander and acts exactly like Xander. I see their youngest who's would essentially be the middle and I see my middle son, right? Um, so I, it's a thing that you see and I just love them to death because as a parent and you'll anybody who's not a parent, you'll see this one day. Anybody who is a parent, you'll see this with your own kids. Um, it's so funny because you see the birth order it's so true. Like you'll see the characteristics of the birth order and how it works out. You'll be like, holy shit, that is absolutely correct. And like, it sounds like hoodoo doo-doo, like uh, fucking horoscope <laughs> stuff, but it's so true because these kids, they take on these roles based on the way you treat them as a parent. And as my youngest, who James was the youngest, James was the youngest, and, um, the, no, I know, Mike. I know. I know you do. And I'm just picking on you or whatever. So any of the shit that I said about you is I was just get poking fun. I know you, I know you weren't. It wasn't in malice or whatever. But um, the my my youngest, I know that Jamis was babied, right? Because like me and my sister, my sister and I, we both graduated. I went off into the army. She went off to college. You know, we were gone. And for three years, James was the baby. He was the only child. I myself was the only child for three years, but I was the oldest. It was a different thing. So like, as you're approaching the empty nest, and especially as like both parents are kind of working, the youngest is kind of like babied still, but also they're left alone right so they get to go and make all these bad decisions and i i totally encourage you to read it i'm not doing it justice but the birth order shit is so accurate and i watch because i'm like oh my parents oh doggone it you know like i sit here and i'm like oh my parents they shouldn't have babied Jamma so hard they shouldn't have done this and they should have done that but then like 
I, I say, you know, he was. They babied him for years. He was still the baby. They just let him do whatever. He could curl up into bed with them, whatever, whatever. You know, he was. He could do no wrong. My youngest, Sterling. He is my baby, and I. He can do no wrong in my eyes. I let him come into the bed with us after he has, you know, he'll go to sleep in his bed and then he'll come in the middle of the night, he'll come and he'll lie down between us and I'll hold him. If he comes in and he does something wrong, I'll take his hands and I'll say, Sterling, you did this wrong. We need to deal with this. What did, what do you need to do? You need to go apologize. You need to go do such and such. Okay. Whereas Xander and Dayton, bam, you're, you know, you did such and such. That's a smack on the butt. You get back out there and you do such and such. Dayton's get back in your bed. Xander, get back in your bed, right? But my baby, never. I will never, and I realize it. It's one of those things where I recognize that I hold my youngest son. He's eight years old now. He's not a baby anymore, but I still treat him as if he were my baby, right? That I was cradling, that I was holding, that I was rocking to sleep, that I I was like, hey, we don't need to lay him in his crib tonight. We'll just take him in the bed tonight. You know, like it's that birth order thing when you're like, this is my last baby until I have grandkids, right? And he's not going to be my baby, but I'll take him whenever they allow me to. Um, but he's my baby, right? And especially like when I got retired from the army, I held Sterling and he was mine because, you know, my wife was at work uh, and I would stay home with Sterling and he was my baby. He was, he and I were buds while the other two were at school. So I get it. I get that the birth order exists and that you cannot thwart the birth order. You will never thwart the uh, the birth order. Your baby will always be your baby. Your oldest will always be your leader and the middle child will always be your outcast. That's just how it is. And the only way that that changes is if you span enough time between one child to the next, in which case it starts over. But if you have your kids, boom, 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 back to back, they're gonna fall into that birth order thing. Anyways, I'm 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 off my soapbox. My I'm I'm guilty of it just as much as my dad was. If I wanted to sit here and say, "Oh, my dad was to blame for this for for Jamus," I would have to say that I have to expect all the things that I see in Jamus. I would have to say that I will expect to see them in Sterling. I hope that I will do everything that I can to maybe make some changes. But I I recognize that anything that Jamus did that I disagree with. I might one day see it in Sterling, and I have to own that I might have been had played a part in that. Does that make sense, Jerry? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, the exact description is, yeah, I had a brother who was treated this way. I'm treating my son this way. That might actually come up with the same results. Yeah. I can't I totally understand what you're saying. And it's very difficult not to do, I, I would imagine. <laughs> you know, I only have one kid, but uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. Jerry, to... I'm gonna put you on the spot. Are you guys trying to have another kid? No, no, okay. no, not no, we're not. Uh, I'm already an old man, you know. <laughs> uh, so that's just that. Not, uh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, if things happen, that's one thing. But as far as like actually trying. You know, it's like, oh yeah, no. Sorry, Are you taking already... preventative measures, Jerry? 
Yes, she makes me sleep in the basement now. Okay. It is, uh, no. <laughs> this, this chair is actually where I sleep. This is where it's just her and the baby upstairs. You, as soon as the to... show's over, you just take your headphones off and, like, tilt your head back and you're good. Yeah, that's it. Well, I keep the headphones on so I don't have to hear the, the oh, furnace okay, and the, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if, if I have the washing machine on, that's enough, you know, ASMR or whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But Your uh, ASMR no. is just like basement noises. It's my basement noises. That's, that's all it is. It's the sump pump turning on, you know, whatever it is. That's, <laughs> so that's that's how we have the preventative measures. Makes sense. Yeah. Never so, have sex ever again. <laughs> that's, the that's how it is. Yeah. I don't know. Just you know what? How a, old is your daughter? She's like what? Eighteen months. Well, she just turned one. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. You're about six months away from no any anywhere from that now until the next six months, mm -hmm. I am willing to bet you're gonna have that conversation where it's like, well, you know, I'm thinking maybe like I got another one in me, maybe we can make this happen. She said some. She has said I some knew it. like that Jerry to me before. On it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, she has definitely said. Yeah, you know, I'll have that fleeting thought. Oh, maybe we should have it. Whatever, you know. And she'll, of course, she'll blame it on me. Like, she'll say, <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking at you, and then the, uh, our kid, whatever. And then I'll think, oh, maybe. And then, oh, no, no, no. Then, of course, that's not, no, no. that That's not happening. What are you talking, the whole thing. But, Jerry, of course. You're going to have the, more kids, Jerry. I don't, listen, you know, <laughs> if, you, if, if someone could give me a little bit more money and time and give me about 10 years back on my life, you know. That's that's the thing. Strangely enough, I was I was only ready for this at this point in my life, you know. Wife, the same thing. But the problem is, is that the age at which we're ready, yeah. it's like you guys right. kind of waited too long. Well, or just long enough to have the one that gives us the meaning and the spirit that has been given shame to us. You. you need, more. and that's why. <laughs> you need more kids. Well, kids we also are said, so, you know, like you know, and it's it's one of those things where like Jerry, where like. You know, you hear about it all the time. People are like, well, you know, when they're young, you know, you got to cherish it or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I fucking hated my <laughs> the years where they were babies. And they were just, like, shitting everywhere. And there was, like, constant diaper changes, puke, and blah. Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I like every day I'm like, I can't wait till they're old enough to where they're not wearing diapers. Like, that'll be so fucking cool. I can't right. wait until they're just sleeping in their own bed. You know, ah, I can't wait until they're, like, able to do their own thing and leave me the fuck alone. You know, like, the whole time. <laughs> you know, and then, like, once they're able to do all that stuff, you're like, ah, man, I wish I, we could have another baby. Like, honestly, and here's the thing. Yeah. If if my – not a lot of people know this. I don't show this with everybody. But we cannot have more children. Not if, if we could have. Right, no, Tom, I want to clarify for people. Is it because of your HOA? <laughs> My HOA made it very clear that I'm not allowed to have more children, right? Um, no, Tom, we're not. We're physically we're not having able a few to... people that are, you know, having a bit of an issue keeping their houses in order. Yeah, and we'd and love to let you have one, but then if we let you have one, if we make we can't an exception, yeah, then yeah. we have to make an exception for these people who can't keep their fucking yards clean. So, right. um, yeah, and that's what's so funny to me, too, is, like, kids <laughs> are the fucking messiest. They're way messier than animals. And But whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. 
But we're not allowed. We're we're not able. We're not physically. It's not that we're not allowed, but we're well, sort of. We're not allowed, but we're not physically <laughs> able to have more kids. Otherwise, mm. believe me, we would have fucking ten of them by now, right? Because mm-hmm. like we were having kids eighteen months apart. Like we had our first two 18 months apart, and then our third. We we decided two was enough because we had two boys. We were like two's mm-hmm. enough or whatever. After like three years, we were. My wife was like, "Well, you know, let's have another fucking kid." And, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Because I'm not, I'm not gonna force her to have a kid, you know, right? Because it's sure. her body, right? I know it's physically taxing. I know for, for now, me it was yes. emotionally taxing to like, because I knew that like her carrying a baby, everything that was, if she like slipped or like stumbled or whatever, I'm like, ah, you know, like I panicked, right? Because I'm Tom, like, can no, I tell you please, real fast, like Did seriously. You, go ahead. When, uh, of course, we had so as far as stress and all that is concerned not to believe everything of course i think people know how i feel about certain things that have happened over the last couple of years but the point i was trying to make in the in the statement is as far as stress right we had just bought a house the month before the entire world locked down mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that comes into jo- yeah. job job instability this that and the other and then within a few months she gets pregnant so you're going, all right, <laughs> whatever this thing is, she has to go back to work eventually and be pregnant and, you know, and on and on. And then the jabs start getting forced and with all that stress. And in the midst of that, of course, it's our first kid again. Just it's the first, you're, you're just it's not like the old hat. It's not the rodeo. It, I've never what is happening. Right. You know. And then one day I was just sitting on the couch and she was coming down the stairs and she fell on the stairs while pregnant, like visibly, like, I don't remember how many months it was or whatever, but just being so helpless and watching that, I mean, a heart attack city, dude, you know, and luckily it was was totally fine. Nothing happened. You know, I don't maybe a bruise I think but nothing else and got very lucky but I totally hear what you're saying because you know it was this crazy situation where everything else in the outside world was just kind of being like here's all the ways we're gonna fuck with you and then somehow we're inside and that's the worst thing that happened yeah fell and slipped down it was yeah it's just crazy I remember the scariest one that I ever had was we were at the Louisville Zoo and um she Look, was this very... Harambe story is old, Tom. I can't stop it. Okay, please. please. <laughs> I have to top your story. Let me let me top your story. The no, she was very like visibly pregnant, and we were very <laughs> like close because we had moved to Fort Knox, and we, my wife and I, when we were like, when it was just us, we would go to zoos all the time. That was our thing. Like we go to the zoos, mm-hmm. and like our dog Anubis, who was my dog, and then she and I started dating, and he became her dog. And then, like, he became our dog when we got married. But, like, you know, she, he, like, that it was it. That was it. Like, it was us. And it, that was it. Me and her and Anubis. And then, anyways, we ended up moving to Fort Knox. And when we were there, she was very pregnant. Like, she was, like, halfway through her pregnancy. And that summer, we went to the Louisville Zoo. So we were, like, maybe a couple months from her giving birth. And all of a sudden, she tripped at the zoo and I was like, uh, 
you know, I just fucking lost it, right? You know, I was like, yeah. ah! <laughs> drink some cold water, get the baby <laughs> kicking. We got to make sure that baby's okay. Because um, we had, you know, we had some, we'd been trying to get pregnant for a very long time. And I had also been gone for 15 months when I was in Iraq or whatever. And we, we didn't have, like, it was a very complicated. Why situation. were you in Iraq? Vacation? <laughs> Visiting some friends <laughs> for 15 months. Uh, mm-hmm. they... <laughs> Look, travel is really difficult sometimes, you know? Yeah. You ever... We were just going over last week how difficult things are for JetBlue passengers. Oh well, yeah, so I can, I can only <laughs> yeah, they imagine. get beat up by Mike Tyson. <laughs> they get beat up by Mike Tyson, and Bill O'Reilly uh, screams at you if you work for them. That's so maybe that was how you imagine, ended up in like, Iraq. Who you were was the first that? JetBlue Iraq. <laughs> JetBlue Iraq. There aren't any. That's why I don't fly anymore. Is because I oh, had no. a bad landing in Iraq one time. That's like a lot of people ask me. They're like, "Why don't you fly anymore?" I'm like, "I don't fly anymore because I had a bad landing in an airplane one time. A rough landing where like we almost fucking ate shit. Like we literally mm-hmm. almost died. It was like almost a. It was like, you know, you've got crash landing right here, and then like that sliver right above it is where we were, right? Mm. Like we barely landed on the wheels, right, and didn't die, right? Sheesh. So that's that's where I was, and I said I promised I would never fucking land. And they're like, "Well, where'd you? What, who were you flying?" I was like. Well, it was a C-130, and we were in Iraq. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, that doesn't count. I'm like, well, you t- – okay, so if you ever land in a plane, and it's like, I don't know, Southwest Airlines, and you're like, oh, we almost fucking crashed. And somebody says, well, that doesn't count as Southwest Airlines, right? You know, it's like, I don't want to hear any of that shit because I was in an airplane that landed in a combat zone, and we right. had a bad landing where we all almost died. Like, don't tell me that doesn't count because – Tom, I was that very sounds... much in that plane that almost uh, blew up. Right? Listen, Tom, that sounds like the worst zone you could land in. However, I would, <laughs> I would venture, I would venture to say landing in an auto zone would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the prices are way higher. I would rather land in O'Reilly's, but That's you right. know, but we can't always be so lucky, right, Jerry? <laughs> hey, listen, you have to take what you can get. When you're on your way to Iraq, you're just like, I can't believe. That there's an auto zone. How helpful. Anyway. Jerry, I, yes. you know, I hate to do this, but we're very it. close to being out of time. I know. What Can I want to do, least... yeah. What I want to do, Jerry, is all the things that you had planned to talk about last week. Is there right. any way we can do those in the next? I don't know. We can go a little over. I think that's fine. Yeah. But can we do some of that? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to saved... get too far behind. I'm okay with I'm not going to go too crazy. No, no, no. I, I Listen, I have to... I'm a slightly... You know, I have a little bit of the... <laughs> I was going to say I had the coup. I can't even just make a joke about that because it's so stupid. Um, Nobody has the coup. No, no. I am a little bit ragged, a little bit run down. I don't know if it's like hay fever or something. Jerry, are you, and like, grateful that you got the vaccine and the two boosters? <laughs> I got two... I'm, I've, I've got my fifth booster. Are you I, thankful? I, yeah, see, Tom, I don't know if you know this. I got my fourth booster so I could get on the plane and get my fifth booster down in Australia. Because <laughs> they have it first. What did you say earlier about, like, what are these? Because it was Maxine Waters. She tested positive. Yeah. And I sent you the link. I was like, hey, Maxine Waters. She right. tested positive. Which, and you can 100. I, I bet if you would make a $100 bet with anybody at any time, mm-hmm. if somebody says, hey, Elizabeth Warren fucking tested positive for COVID. Say, hey, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. She said this. Right. I am thankful that I am vaccinated and that I have my two boosters. 
I bet you a hundred dollars she said exactly that. And you, Jerry, because I've noticed, right? I've noticed that. And then you made a point. You right. said, "Well, where are they saying this from?" Right? You know, like because yeah, like where did this come from? Who is this for? Is it's the question. As if somebody calls them. It's as if as soon as Maxine Waters said, "Hey, I've tested positive for COVID," they send right. a message or a letter or a call in to the to the Congress or whatever. They say, "Hey, man, I tested <laughs> positive for COVID." It's as if somebody reaches out to them and says, how do you feel about being vaccinated and double boosted? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Would you say that you feel that you're glad that you were double vaccinated, double boosted? <laughs> Would you say that that's an accurate depiction? Can you repeat that to me in that exact verbiage so that mm -hmm. I can quote you? This is the MSNBC, by the way. This is also CNN Plus, right? The, oh, yeah. Because we're still on the air for like three more, two more weeks, right? <laughs> can, can you yeah. can you give me a, a sound bite? And you know, and then of course, it's never you never hear these people saying, like actually saying out loud, "Hey, I'm just glad to be vaccinated and double boosted." You just always see the text of them Every saying Elizabeth one. Warren says, "I am mm -hmm. glad that." I am vaccinated. I'm Jen Psaki said it. Right. Hillary Jen Clinton Psaki said, said it. Obama Maxine, said it. Uh, Waters Maxine said it. Waters said it. Yep. Everybody says it. And I'm 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 sitting back after all this time. I have yet to hear going, one of them say it. You know what I'm saying? No, no. It's a, their press release, whatever it is. And it's just so funny because my question is, who is this for? <laughs> it's not. It's you know, you know, magician uh, Tom. You must be able to kind of describe this better. And maybe we shouldn't even do this because we're supposed to at least get the whoopsie one yeah, okay. in before the end. A little bit. I don't care. I don't have anything going on tomorrow. But, well, I just have to control myself. But <laughs> <laughs> This but, is about you. Don't put it on me, Jerry. Yeah, this is about me. The one, like, okay, it, when people try magic, right? It, isn't that the, like a hypnosis? You repeat the same words all the time. There's like a means of getting people into a psychosis or a hypnosis by repeating the same messaging. yeah. yeah, yeah and all that sort of, and the magic magicians use it that kind of thing i just have to wonder because it's so asinine and so backwards to everything that everybody's starting to realize you understand what i'm saying like the pfizer documents are coming out uh 750 fucking uh, you know ugandan soccer players are dying and whatever it is right how many did they have to start with i wonder you know that's <laughs> believe it or not 10 then they overcorrected for some of the death. They lost half their team. And then now, still, thank goodness they did. Um, yeah, so, that's where we'd be. Yeah, there'd be no Ugandan soccer at all. So the, I, all I could say is... Can I say this I, about Ugandan soccer? <laughs> I didn't realize it existed. If I, could like... say this about you, if I could say this about Ugandan soccer, it's that I, it, this, this COVID vaccine thing has really put them on the map. I had no idea. But I just, I can't, it's this thing, right? Like it has to be, if people are like, oh no, it's not, we're, in, we're not in the midst of a psyop. We're not in the midst of a psychological and spiritual warfare, this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, then why are people using the same language, let alone the 1984 up is down, removing You even said language, that, yeah. You were like, what you is know? this? Like, what are they telling their TV that? like they're grateful yeah like what's up you know with that? Th like the tv's in the room and they're still working out from you know in their gray jumpsuit <laughs> oh, yeah, and then, every morning yeah and then it's fun it, they're just going by the way uh uh 
Constable Maxine Waters has gotten whatever, you know? And it's just always that same one. Yes, thank God, two boosters, whatever. You know what I mean? Who is the, who? Like everybody, and the ironic part, of course, is that most people who would care quit Twitter, so they didn't get the message anyway. But, um, so, so Tom. Well, they're back now. Oh, they are back. No, no, what I meant was, um, the, oh, I'm sorry. You're looking at it from the opposite direction. The people who would care in the, in the uh, you know, I'm going to put money on the death pool side, <laughs> those people came back on Twitter, yes. I'm talking about the people who would actually care to, like, the people who would go, yes, I am also glad that I have double vaccine and two boosters. I am, like, vaccine, What you know, that those people who this must be for, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the people who get back on Twitter and go, thank God that bitch did whatever. You know, that's Fuck those, those people, are people back. Jerry. Yes. <laughs> they're not they're not nice people. Anyway, so to get in in if just a few minutes, Tom, we're gonna play the game you know, the, the, are we the doing mad the libs. We're doing the Woobsy Whoobies and the Mad Libs that we've been doing about this. I think that's been a pretty good one. Here's here's the headline. Sheriff announces takedown of blank, 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 gang in Florida, uh, uh, gang's Florida hierarchy. So in other words, the sheriff announces the takedown of the Florida gang's hierarchy, and the gang's name is blank, blank, <laughs> blank. The 13th Street Gangsters, right? That's what they're called. <laughs> the E Street Band. All right. Anybody in the chat got an idea? I you know just said it. This is a, Bill, a Bruce Springsteen song. Did you just say? A Bruce Springsteen I, well, song? Well, I said the E Street Band, but it's not, I promise you, it is <laughs> not. not it's not. <laughs> well, I was thinking the 13th Street Gangsters, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. that's the Dave Chappelle cornwallis right, right. that's, that's right. that yeah. whole thing right mm -hmm. no so the sheriff announces the takedown of sex money murder mm. hierarchy so there's a gang out there tom i just whoopsie uh, there's a gang out there <laughs> called the sex money murder gang what sort of things were they into jerry well, here's the thing, Tom. They took down the hierarchy, so now it's just murder. <laughs> they got rid of the sex and the money. <laughs> they they got rid of the sex and the money, and now it's just murder, which is progress, but admitted... You think they would the have tackled, sheriff, like... The, the sheriff admitted they may have gone in the wrong direction. <laughs> you think they would have prioritized the gang's name? You would think, you know, if you see the three, it's sex, money, murder, you would say, well, let's start on the murder. Yeah, that's and, like day and one they were stuff. Like, that's day yeah, one academy stuff, right? That's true. But then, the, then those police officers said, yes, but have you heard about how fun it is to track down sex and money? <laughs> so that's... <laughs> I have heard how fun it is to track down sex and yep. money. Like it's way less. Can you imagine, like the guy who's like, "Hey, man, I've signed on to track down murder, right?" Like this right. is the guy who like jacks off mm -hmm. at crime scenes where there's chalk outline or whatever. Yeah, like he's mm -hmm. like the guy. He's that one guy. Everybody else is like, "Hey, I'm here to conduct business," but this other guy's like, "Oh." 
<laughs> By the way, Tom. But then there's like the other question. guys who like track down sex and money, and they're like, those guys are living life. Right? Those guys, yeah, well, they've, they've got yeah. gold chains on, they're high fiving each other. Everybody, you know. They're getting laid, right? Yeah, they're getting laid, and they have a lot of money. Hello. Well, naturally. Um, Tom, here's the crazy part, right? So they list in the article a number of things that they confiscated sex you know. and money, probably, right. among them. <laughs> well, among them. And the money is where I want to ask you, Tom, if you were confiscating goods from a gang called mm -hmm. the Sex Money Murder Gang, mm -hmm. okay, how much money would you say you would confiscate? Because, again, I want to emphasize here, the, pol the sheriff said, we took down the hierarchy, which we've also noted is sex and money. So <laughs> murders on the bottom wrong. Murders on the bottom. <laughs> so we've which by the way, as far as priorities go, like as a gang, I mean I wouldn't yeah, join I mean murder is step one, sex. Yeah, I wouldn't join the murder sorry, money, sex maybe. money gang, you know? I would like, join the sex money gang. No, no, I said I would not join the murder sex money gang. Because then I wouldn't it's join now the murder I'm just money busy. gang. I might join the murder <laughs> sex gang. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> sex is like the cat that's like the anchor right that's mm -hmm. what's going to get me on board oh right? i see right yeah yeah well okay so we they've taken down the hierarchy money is number two how much money do you think they confiscated uh part of me wants it to be really high like the part of me who wants to join a sex money murder gang wants <laughs> it to be really high but like yeah. the part of me that's a little bit skeptical about like the accomplishments of gangs in modern America is mm -hmm. is also and also like the the realist version of me. I'm thinking it's oh gosh, I want to say it's somewhere in the thousands. I would say probably the low thousands, maybe <gasps> double digits thousands. Wow. Wow. Tom, can you put a number to I really, I have to say. Am I close? Am I on it? I'm, impre Am I... I'm impressed. I'm, I want to hear, listen, I don't want to give too much because I don't want to influence your answer. Can you give me a number? Am I going for <laughs> closest without going over? Yeah. Because like, yeah, well, in that case, I'm going to say 10.5. But if I were to okay. guess, I would say, oh, sex money murder a, gang. These are people the real who guess. value sex so much that they put it first, money second, yeah. Murder last. Probably Which never. Which means that they also pay for sex when you think about it. So probably there's less money. Probably never committed a murder in their life. Like probably most of the crimes <laughs> are drug related, um, <laughs> or sex related. Probably sex related. Look, if I was making that much money in sex, I just wouldn't have gotten around to the murder myself. Yeah. Okay? Well, so. sex money murder. I mean, it's it's flashy. It's colorful. People like it. Mm -hmm. Want to hear about it? But I would say, <laughs> man, part of me wants to say, in the twenties, but. Part of me wants to also say, like, I want to give him a little bit of the benefit, and I want to say okay. 30,000? 30, 30, close? Am I close to 30,000? I'm going to go with 30,000, and I'm going to stick all right, with here's the, All right, Tom, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I want to say to you, I was hoping, because I heard you say 10, and then I heard you say 30, and I thought you were going to say, well, I'll go right in the middle. Oh, and at that it was point, 20 after all. I did say no, 20, but not whatever. Not quite 20. $17,114. Uh, you know what, Jerry? And here's the thing. like, I knew it wasn't going to be high. Because if I knew it was going to be high, I would have said, you know, right. triple digits. I might have even said oh, like sure. 50000 I knew right. it was going to be on the bottom end. 
Because sex, right? <laughs> sex mm-hmm. sells, not money sells. Money doesn't sell, which is weird, right? You would think that like money would sell, but sex is what sells. So I knew that money wasn't their primary objective. Right. And if they could score 17,000 bucks, whatever, that's mm-hmm. walking around. That's color picture money in that the 90s, right? Sure. Yeah. So I get it. I Dude, gave them the benefit by saying 30. colorful names, by the way, of some Sega. of these people. They're, this is, can I just say, as far as, you know, because the mafia's not really, you know. Jerry, not, or I'm sorry, Mike even said $28 in colorful. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to steal his joke. He stole his own joke back. <laughs> <clears throat> That's so funny. So, dude, there's, okay. Quandavise Street is the first member listed. Is his last name Street? Street is the last name, and the first name is Quan Devise. I doubt that. Now, I recognize that I Street is a viable last name, but... You know. I will send you the article. Secondly, I believe, no, I believe you. Another Anything guy, that you say, on. Jerry, I just instinctively believe. You're just because, assuming, yeah. I, I have one? no reason to doubt you. Artavius. That's that another one. Like a fake name, but... there, there's, there's also Laconia. Hmm. Why don't any of these people have, like, white people names, Jerry? Crame... Cremicia. <laughs> I'm not. This is not okay. C-R-A-M. Are their last names Goldstein, Leibowitz? <laughs> <laughs> yes, every single one of them actually is named Cohen. Can you believe it? This is weird. <laughs> but they're not related. Not like <laughs> no. You know, distantly related, probably. Right. Yeah. 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 As the as the as the stars go, or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad because I was just trying to make that a flimsy like oh let me reference it a little bit just as a but, <laughs> but then, then you ended sounds... up becoming like an anti-Semite full blown yeah anti-Semite. it just sounds so flippant you know the fucking stars in the sky you little Jerry thing. did you, know you think I mean? when you joined on to this show that you would become an anti-Semite <laughs> I had no idea I had no idea what I was getting into but here I was you like, are I, you know I was like I don't know are we gonna like make fun of uh, John Podesta and talk about Bigfoot's dick or something yeah, yeah sure well, but among you're also other gonna... things yeah yeah you're also <laughs> gonna do this okay <laughs> customer angry about her order blanks 16 year old girl working at blank i'm not even going to tell you the place not even going to tell you the place say it again for me jerry so i can write it down you got it customer angry about her order blanks 16 year old girl working at blanks Anybody in the chat, you can also throw out some guesses. I we'll didn't write, I didn't do a good job of writing that down, but I'm going to do I'm my best. I'm going to say one more time. Okay, customer angry about her order. So there's a customer angry about the quality of her order. Okay. She blanks Worker. a 16-year-old girl working at name of restaurant. All right, Jerry. Okay. I'm going to work through this out yep. loud customer angry about mm-hmm. her order right blanks 16 year old at blanks i'm gonna assume <laughs> people you've never how many times have you heard a story and i'm gonna like logically work through this with you jerry how okay. many times have you ever heard a story of somebody being angry at somebody who's working at like red lobster you don't no um, you never do no or like olive garden 
you know, certainly <laughs> Gordon not Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Someone yeah, was furious like over there. Yeah, doesn't really happen, shit, no. Right. Like, and not I, a lot I, of TGI I'm, Fridays either. Right. Somehow. Like, I'm giving the, like the high class of like the middle, the upper high mm-hmm. class restaurants. Right. Like, we consider ourselves probably high class. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, middle class, upper mm-hmm. middle class. Like, that's kind of where I Plan B myself. Burger Bar is an expensive night out. You know. Jerry, um, would you consider yourself also being somebody who is middle class slash upper middle class? Would you consider yourself as that? Or would you say <clears throat> upper? I'd say no. Well, don't forget where I live, too. Yeah, I you mean, live in an area where, like, even, like, People where you're automatically. figures, you know. It's like, yeah, you're automatically, <laughs> like, upper class, right? So, like, but me in the Midwest... If I took well, my no, what income, what I meant to say was uh, you have to do a correction for where I live because I might tell you my like if I off air told you my household income, you might say, oh, well for where I live that is, yeah, good you'd or be bad a millionaire where I live, right? Right, but then I say to you, well, I also am down the street from X, so you could imagine that doesn't mean shit, right? <laughs> you know, and that's what's so fucked that's up where, about yeah like at where we where you know like the current state of things like mm-hmm. you make way more than i do but i would say i live a little bit better than you do maybe just uh, yeah. based on the size of my house i would say no you know, i would absolutely agree with that because remember you sent me a picture of a different yeah. house and i yeah, said the house across the wow that's a me. very incredibly nice house yeah yeah like how in the <laughs> fuck do you afford how how does a scumbag yeah. like you i think was your exact quote was like how does a scumbag i was like, like how does a, a caped like uh, caped right. turnip like you how does no. an how does an unemployed scumbag like you live in a place <laughs> like that? um so like right. the, the, the fact of the matter is like but i would consider myself where i live mm-hmm. even where i live to right. be middle class upper middle class one or the other but i, I think okay, that's like sure. a kind of a safe bet and i think you'd probably be in the same maybe upper class or i'm sorry middle class upper class middle upper class. i'd say middle yeah, okay so we're, we're my area, area if you don't take me out of my area and put me in your area then it's middle if you're middle. in my area brother you are like the, everybody will look at you like you're like the Wizard of Oz, right? We'd be like, oh, look at this rich motherfucker, right? Like, but, wow, but because, look at how many champ, look at how many champion hoodies he has from Boscoff's. Right. My goodness, right? Because we here, you know, we're arguing with our. <laughs> how in the fuck did Mike in Manitoba guess that? Of all things, um, so son of a bitch. The, <laughs> I think I might have mentioned it before. You may have, but but yeah. So like in my area. It doesn't take much. Even like the poorest of people coming from mm-hmm. other places, moving to Kentucky, Northern Kentucky specifically, like you can live um, as a king among, you know, mere peons. Right. right? It's it's almost like when you move, like as a poor person in America, you move to the Philippines, and all yeah, of a right. sudden you're like a rich motherfucker. <laughs> you're right? buying people. You're like you the know? richest person in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I bought a shit ton of money when I was in Iraq, like after the invasion. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this new money. And like, as it, you know, gets. Becomes oh, yeah. More valuable. As it gets rolling. Right. So I bought a fuck ton of that money. And like the did you guys know what Tom did with it opened up an auto zone in his neighborhood. What I know what I did was I started a gang called the sex, oh, yeah. the <laughs> Dinar money gang. Dinar, the Dinar, the sex sex Dinar murder. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dinar, Dinar sex and murder gang. Um, mm-hmm. But. No, I ended up selling it, and I actually made a kill. I actually made, like, 
$500 off of that investment, but I didn't do anything with it. I literally mm-hmm. sent that money home to my dad and I told him, just put it in a safe somewhere. I don't need it, whatever. And then like a decade later, I'm like, hey, do you still have all that dinar? And he's like, yeah, here it is. Whatever, he gave it to me. And sure. so then I ended up selling it to this guy and this, and I ended up making like $500 and I gave my kids each $100. I'm like, go fucking buy a bunch of toys or whatever. Whatever you want <laughs> that's like $100 or whatever. Go nuts mm-hmm. with it. And then I, I bought like a Nintendo Wii U or something uh, for myself. For the Well, it ended up being for the boys. Anyways, well, Tom, now that we have established that you are very posh, can you bring yourself, can you lower yourself to answer the question, customer angry about her order? <laughs> yeah, well, we're getting there. We're getting there, Jerry. No, I know. I'm just saying we've I'm, already established um, it's clearly not at a place where you frequent because, you know. Because I don't shop at like... Uh, What's it called? Jersey Mike's. <laughs> like, I don't right, get yeah. my sandwiches in Jersey <laughs> That's Mike's. right, yeah. Exactly. Is that what you're asking? So, That's but right. I, what I was saying is, like, for me... I like how you're so intensely... Cl- like, you're going on about other things, and in the middle, you're you're coming close, and you're not looking at my facial reactions when you say these things. Like, you just said Jersey Mike's, and I was like... I can't. You're too wealthy. You're, like, you're, not- you're like way wealthier than I am. But, like, you will <laughs> never know because of our geographic... Uh, discrepancy, yeah. right? You know the dichotomy of our geographic. If you put area, my right? income, yeah, yeah. like your income is appropriate. It puts you at the same poverty level that I'm right. at. That's right. <laughs> For my area, you right? just get you just happen to get a higher return. That's right? It. Yeah. So like, so <laughs> customer angry about now. My point was like Red Lobster and Olive Garden are kind of still classy for people like me. Is my right. point, right? Mm-hmm. But like yeah. in in areas like yours, no one's would... complaining when they're being mauled by free breadsticks. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like nobody goes in there. Like, come on. Like, all right. Look, this I wasn't make... top notch, but I am full of bread. But Thank the you. fucked up thing is, there are Red Lobsters where you live, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and there are Olive Gardens where you live, and there are Red mm-hmm. Lobsters and Olive Gardens where I live. And for me, in my area, where I have a super nice house, not to brag or anything, I have a very nice house. I love my house. We were very fortunate. We were very blessed to come upon this house that we have. Mm -hmm. Red Lobster and Olive Garden are kind of like still ritzy for us, right? Like that's kind of the thing where you like still wear a tie when you go, right? And you go and you, you, you show up and there's like the lobster tank and you're like, well, hello, sir, right? You know, as you come into the lobsters. But whereas you, you're like, you spit in the lobster tank or whatever with your fancy, your, your mm-hmm. fancy region. I put, I put um, my, um, I put my Drew Barrymore into the tank. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, uh... you dip your Drew Barrymore nuts into your tank. <laughs> um, so I would say, let me guess, because this is, I assume, something that transcends that. A customer angry about her order <laughs> does something to a 16-year-old mm-hmm. at some place. Sixteen-year-old yes. can work there. I assume it's not a liquor store. I can write that off. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably not a movie theater because you're right. not really like ordering anything in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, gosh, I want to say and sixteen-year-olds. So it's a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's not a fancy restaurant. No. I want to say and don't correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I want okay. to say it's America. So part yes. of me, and a lot of you guys who are not from America, a lot of our Australian audience and a lot of our Canadian audience will not appreciate this, but we shoot motherfuckers for less, right? Yeah, so I true. would say that this individual 
16 year old uh, her order shoots a 16 year old at Sonic am I wow where am I at on that Tom here I I'm so glad you're so close I'm gonna lay it out for you please do all right customer angry about her order stabs oh a 16 year old girl working at Jimmy John's. Ah, oh, close. closer to doggone Jersey Mike's. I should have. Stuck I, that's with why that. when you said it, I told you. Oh. I I did this, and you were just you were elsewhere. You were on another plane, and I, I was would, like, yeah, dude, you're right. You know, here's the thing, Tom. The woman stabbed her with a spork. Nothing was wrong. She got arrested for stabbing a woman with a spork. Stupid. Have you ever tried to stab somebody with a spork, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. That's not real. No, you, you can't. can't. It's not real. It's not true. <laughs> Although they did say they, they couldn't even. Here's the thing. They said she stabbed her with an edged weapon. So I'm that? like judging by the. Well, I don't want to say anything because we have to keep our channel. But I'm like judging by the person I'm staring at in this picture. She's I'm like Jewish. it could. It, no. <laughs> yes, Jewish. <laughs> it, and it could. Let's just say it could just be her nails. You know what oh, I mean? so she's black. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, here we're gonna do one more, I think. Unless it go, if we do it quickly, I'll Stephica do Stephica said spits and Wendy's, so she said that customer angry about her order. That's very close. Spits on uh, a worker at Wendy's might as well have been. I mean, like mm -hmm. any of these things that we've said have like. I've seen been people realistic. getting beaten with tire irons at a McDonald's, and I've also seen people yeah. get knocked unconscious for chicken running out at a Popeyes. So there's, listen, there's all kinds. Tom. I had a friend, by the way, let me tell you this, Jerry. I had a friend yeah. demand a picture, well, friend slash fan of the show, demand mm -hmm. a picture of Stephicus's uh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, hear, hear me out. Is that Jerry, true? Hear me out, hear me out. This oh, is a okay. true story. Because mm -hmm. we talk about her so much. And, and the <laughs> fucked up thing is this, Jerry. Like, when this individual <laughs> mentioned it, they were like, I need to see a picture of um, this person's mom. Um, yeah, sure. I said, I said, well, listen. Yeah, I try to, like, justify it, right? <laughs> I tried to defend myself because I'm like, listen, I'm, listen. You know, right? <laughs> I had to distance myself from the thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I am, hear me out. I am Excuse not Excuse me. How <laughs> dare you? Right, mm -hmm. I said I'm not trying to like fuck Stephicus's mom. I'm not okay because wow. that would be disrespectful, right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about Stephicus's mom, we are coming from a position of respect and a position okay. of yeah. you know admiration. Yeah, like yeah, it's you like, would um, read a Hayworth, like right? Yeah. It's like, you know, for rich people like us, when you go to a, let's say, a boating dock. <laughs> Upper middle class to middle class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. when you go to a boating dock near, near when you go to the boating dock near Chili's, and, <laughs> and you see a, quite a fancy boat, you say, what a fancy boat. And you even seek out the person who owns the boat to say, you know what, sir? That is a I have fucking to admit, nice boat. That's a nice fucking boat, you know? Yeah. That's just how it works. So, yeah, <laughs> Tom, okay. Search warrant finds enough blank to kill 32,000 people. 
Oh, Jerry. Well, first of all, you're not even going to let me, like, uh, deal with the whole Stephagus' mom thing. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. I could have yeah, gone on for ages because Stephagus' mom is a beautiful woman. And, uh, like, clearly a mother mm -hmm. to be admired. And, uh, like, I can't stress that enough. Like, she is a mother uh -huh. that anyone as a parent should admire mm -hmm. because she's done a, an absolutely wonderful job raising children um such as stephicus at mean, least it, one truly, i mean i don't know yeah i mean like Anybody i can else. speak definitively sure. about one who has gone right. on to be a you know just the lovely wonderful bride of a good friend of mine and yours um megabit yeah except i mean and let's be honest here you know it's one of those things where you can only make statements that are in your heart otherwise and she brought up spitting at someone at a Wendy's, and I'm honestly a little bit skeptical now of her past. I you know. know. I mean? Well, hold on, Jerry. Hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me just like nip this one right in the bud because okay. I can tell you nip right it, excuse now. Me. I think you mean to say nip it right in the bun. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this, Jerry. I know that Stephicus's mom has never, would never spit. Oh, I'm sorry, a, I couldn't hear you. My headphones well, flew right I'm, off my I'm head. I'm just saying, you, well, you, unfortunately, you will never know what I had to say just now. I would I, know I'm that <laughs> I will have this to say, that mm -hmm. Stephicus's mother would never, never, wow. under any circumstances, spit at another human being. That is so far below her. And No, I'm saying Stephicus. Well, she would neither, she would never either, because I know her husband. And I know that her husband would only pick the what? cream of the crop, right? Ooh, the cream. Well, always <laughs> right. Well, Tom, I'm just, right. I'm just saying, for our area, yeah. that could be the cream. So, <laughs> you know, spits up somebody at Wendy's. Well, Jerry, That's so much. Listen, I, if you we're may middle be class in our than area, I am, Jerry, but <laughs> we don't spit on our Wendy's employees. <laughs> we uh, treat them with the utmost well, respect. Well then, you and I have. Uh, we're gonna have to. Be, uh, we're gonna have to just agree to disagree. On Jerry, this one, one time I went to Sonic, and this is a, like the height of which we're still <laughs> kind of at the height, someone. right? Mm -hmm. We're at the height of um, like people just not showing up for work because of like the consequences oh, yeah. that we warned people like, hey, this is gonna create this situation in the future, and here we are. Um, mm -hmm. I I fucking hate being right all the time, Jerry, but here we are. Um, it's infuriating, you know, isn't it? There are all these people uh, who, who just didn't show up at Sonic, and there was, like, one dude who was working at Sonic, and I was so excited about going to Sonic, and we were going to get <laughs> some, I, I don't remember, like, Buffalo Wings. I've never gone, by the way. Never uh, it's, once. It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's not great. You know, but, like, at, at that moment, we were, like, really interested in having some Sonic. And my kids sure. were there, right? You know, and I'm, I'm, you're a dad, right? You know, you never want to disappoint your kids. I've heard. Right. <laughs> I'm there with my kids, and I'm like, we're going to go to Sonic. We're going to get some fucking slushies. We're going to get some ice cream, yeah. maybe, if you want ice cream. We're going to get mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, maybe we'll get, like, a fucking big old cheeseburger. You know, it's going to be awesome. It's going to get some chicken. We're going to get a hot dog, if you want a hot dog, with some bacon cheeseburger. Or a bacon mm -hmm. cheese hot dog or whatever. It's going to be so great. Um, uh, but anyways, Man. we show up there. And mm -hmm. the guy, there's one guy apparently working in this entire Sonic, right? Or some bitch. Yeah. And he, he's taking our order. And then in the middle of the order, he goes, hold on a second. Like, like cool as a cucumber, right? He goes, hold on a second. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's right. some months ago, right? Like, at the, like the peak, right? 
And he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> it's like that was the end of the discussion, really? right? He's just like, because like there was a pause between everything that I ordered, and the dude was like trying to take it, but also trying to like run and work dude, the violator and work the cheeseburgers wow. and work this and work that. But like he comes back and he's like, I can't fucking do this anymore, man. And he was like, that was it. And I'm like, hey, man, dude, you I, put him over the top. I get it. I get it. You, and you that was personally. It. Well, you pushed I mean, him over like, the edge. Maybe. I hadn't even ordered my food yet. I had ordered you, my food. If anything, it was Sterling. Your food. family caused a man to <laughs> quit his career. Sterling caused his breaking point. That's it. Um, because we ordered a uh, a Route 44 <laughs> cherry lime. <laughs> Dude, you were like, excuse me, um, uh, we would like to have a milkshake, but can we have two straws? Because my kids, you know, listen, ah! we're trying to share... Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> Hell no, I'm out of here. Uh, but that's what, yeah, that that's dude it. is probably dead right now. We're, we're laughing at a guy who's dead now. <laughs> or maybe, wait, Tom, let's put a little positive spin on it first. Him. Maybe he's finally living. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's what it takes. It's for somebody you know? to order too many. Um, <laughs> Can uh, I have two straws? What? I no. two straws. You know? I'm out of here. I'm fucking done that's with it. it. I'm over it. But like when I left, somebody else had already ordered and presumably already paid because like we went to, he was just like i'm already done, i'm done with this like we right. we pulled around and there was somebody at the window already and you know like the first thing mm. they do is they like take your card right so like this oh, yeah. dude is already paid if i'm at the window i'm making sure that my food if they've already taken my card certainly that i'm mm-hmm. making sure that my food is made i'm like hey motherfucker if you're gonna bounce out of here you're gonna make my yeah. fucking food first right because you've already yeah, scanned like, my car. You just took my money, yeah. Or you can give me, like, whatever's in the register. Like, I end up robbing this <laughs> on it. Or All yeah, right, so just give me say? enough money to go buy my I'm going to go over to kids. Dairy Queen across the street, and I'm going to get ice cream and shit. What, so what did you say? There was something, somebody said something or another? Oh, yes. So here's the last one. I'll get uh, last Please. one. Search warrant finds enough blank to kill... 32,000 people. So, this is easy. Okay. I already know this one, Jerry. <laughs> you do? I don't oh, know then how I'm I not... ended up with the whoopsie on my screen. <laughs> I ended up with the whoopsie <laughs> the toasty on my screen. Well, I, I guess that would be I'm not on screen, so that's... Well, that's I cool. meant to, like, have it prepared for when you came Oh, again, I understand. But I didn't realize, right, right, like, right. I don't know how OBS works and shit. Mm-hmm. All right, Jerry. So... It's fentanyl is the answer. Yes, it is. That's yeah. true. Since you knew it, I'm going to break down one more then. Go ahead. Go ahead. A- alleged COVID fraudsters charged after raking in nearly blank amount of money through elaborate schemes. Say that again for me. I'm guessing how much money they made. Right? Yes. Alleged COVID fraudsters charged in raking in nearly blank through elaborate schemes and it's Jerry, an amount you, of money. I'm gonna use a lifeline here. Okay. What um in explain to me what you mean by COVID fraudsters. <laughs> like what did they do sure. that they're COVID <clears throat> fraudsters? Like what is that? Mm-hmm. Am I mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. side or not? Is my question. Healthcare fraudsters. So these are people who made fake They did all kinds of stuff. 
So okay, so good dudes. Very good dudes. They made how much? Yeah. Hmm. If I give you a letter, <laughs> T, B, or I'm sorry, T, M, or B. Mm. Oh, M. So it's M's? Yeah. Is it triple digit? Yes. Okay. I'd say 500 million. Final answer. $150 million. <laughs> I almost guessed 100 100. But can yeah, I say, it's Tom, so simple. Well, go ahead. do you want to know who the fraudsters are? I would love to know more about what's going on with these. I'm more concerned with the fraudsters than I am with mm -hmm. whatever they did with the fentanyl or whatever. Tom, here's the... Here's the I, it's very easy. The fraudsters are the federal government. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Isn't that always the case, Jerry? No. Tom, it's not. It was just a very good joke from a person uh, who hates. It might as well have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's just it, right? I said it. And then you were like, oh, isn't it always? And I'm like, no, it wasn't actually. But it oh, totally. You tricked me. It, you duped me. But it you totally. Bitch. But here, Tom, but it totally is, though. Right? I mean, it's like under Koof, we had the largest redistribution of wealth in the history of this country. Yeah. Of eternity. In it, right. And so when I say it, I'm really not like I'm not abiding by the name in the article. <laughs> like they're just mad at some guys who took advantage of a broken system. <laughs> but the truth is, it was the government and we all let it happen all the time. Yeah. Slash, look at all the money that was just laundered to Ukraine for a war that's not really happening. Oh, wait, our show got deleted. <laughs> Wouldn't that be isn't that something else, Jerry? Like like mm. if it were listen listen if i were yeah. the president of the united states jury and i mm -hmm. was illegally funneling and laundering money through a country mm -hmm. yeah and that was you think you would choose one that's and not that would, the hold one on, i've already hold been on, hold on, hold on. yeah and that was discovered prior to me <laughs> yeah. becoming the president of the united states don't you think and during. i would have like chosen literally any other country in the entire world than <laughs> the think, country yeah. that I was like discovered to have been laundering money yeah. through Jerry talk, talk yeah. to me explain to me yeah you would logic. think like okay so Tom if for example <laughs> you have there's a couple right and the wife keeps going out to one bar and they continue like the husband will go have to get her you know what i mean she's always at the bar can't get her to come home on her own and every single time he sees her on like some guy's lap you know what i mean yeah. something like that every single time it's very well known <laughs> right? that she's a floozy at this bar she's, yeah that she's know. fucking all the other guys at the bar hey, hey, hey. right you would think that after maybe the guy puts his foot down he says don't you ever cheat on me again or whatever you would think if she doesn't come home one night by the time she said she was gonna he should not be able to drive up to the same bar <laughs> and find <laughs> find her like making out with some guy on the bar That's store. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. he should have to go to a different you know what i mean yeah. Like, that's that's what we're talking about here. It's literally it that obvious. It blows and my mind. 
Yeah, it's incredible. Oh my, like, and and I get it. Man, do I get it. You know, like I, I believe me. When look, we've all been there. We've all wanted to launder millions of dollars. We've just, all been there. I, you know, I get it. Like I, I, I was. Here's the thing about me and Trump. Okay, here's my relationship uh-huh. with Trump. Let me come <laughs> clean here. I okay. let him get away with a lot of fucked up shit mm-hmm. because it pissed people off, right? Yes. You know, like that was it. I, yeah. I'm coming clean, right? Like I'm, I'm willing I'm even to come worse. clean. Dude, I'm even worse. I overlooked some shit at the time merely because of how he was on Twitter. I'm yeah. like, this is, I'm like, life is a joke. Or at least this part, you know, like this is all, you know what I mean? And if I can wake up and one day my president is <laughs> telling the leader of North Korea that he has no fat, dick. fucking fatso. That yeah. he's a fat fatso with no dick. And that <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else is like, this is going to be World War Three, And I'm like, if that's how this ends, that's the funniest fucking way this ended. Yeah. How did how did everybody die? How did. Oh, well, Donald how Trump, did, a fucking TV show star. A TV show star who has literally on camera wrestled people <laughs> at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, got a hold of the free world, the keys to the free world, and then got on Twitter and said to North Korean, uh, you know, uh, a big uh, fat loser. Literally, Chow Yun Fat, that he is a big fat fat <laughs> loser, and he will kick the shit out of him, or or, or will bomb him into the Stone Age. I don't even remember everything he said. Yeah, but it was it was it was like absurd. Is what it he was said, yeah it was this level of search you know and it was like well okay i mean we're already my point at that point was like we're already down here this is incredible <laughs> like this, yeah for for being down here this is the funniest fucking thing i've ever seen in my so, life <laughs> but here's the thing jerry like that yeah. was the difference between those of us who were like so i and i'm not asking you who you voted for i, I don't expect you to tell that because you're like very like private and nothing, but I've made it very clear that like I was a huge Trump. I still am mm-hmm. a Trump supporter because I think I like his brand. I think he's funny. I think like all that shit is cool or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. like I'm part of that dark MAGA stuff, like that dark. <laughs> you know, like even, when you okay, see that stuff, yeah. that's like they're like, oh, these guys want Trump to come back and really just like fucking lay into these people and like punish everybody using his executive powers like i'm that guy i'm like i think he should i thought he should have done that in the first place but whatever anyways you know you've got those people and i'm one of them but again Mm -hmm. like will i vote for trump if it's against joe biden yeah no doubt but you know like if it's against in the primaries i will obviously weigh my options or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know man i'm like Donald Trump, man, like when he was the president, it was I I understood that I was kind of like playing a dangerous game, right? You know, like I right. as a supporter of Donald Trump at the time, I was like I'm playing a dangerous game because he's doing some <laughs> fucked up stuff, right? But I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't really give a fuck about any of these people. <laughs> you know? Like I don't care about the the world at large. It's such mm-hmm. a hot mess right now. If it were end, if it were to end today, 
okay. That's fine. Like, I'm ready to go. You know, like, I'm totally ready to go. Me, my family, we're ready to go. If you want to start a nuclear war, brother, I've got, I am prepared to physically survive in the nuclear holocaust of post-apocalyptic America. Like, I'm totally prepared to be that guy. I Mm -hmm. know that most people aren't. Right? Right. Like, all my shit, my preparedness is not in an area that would be affected by nuclear holocaust, right? So, like, most people are not in that position that I am in. So, I could give a fuck if all of a sudden (laughs) Donald Trump is like, hey, fucking fatso, fucking North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't care because I'm prepared for that. I have Mm -hmm. prepared myself to lead my family through that process, right? Yeah, you. I remember you saying to me specifically, Jerry, if this happens, I am absolutely prepared to get my family to whatever Asian buffet that I can. <laughs> we can live forever. And on live an forever. Asian <laughs> yeah. I was. You know what's funny, Jerry, is you started saying that, and I'm like, I'm curious to hear what I said because sometimes <laughs> I say some shit, and I'm just like, you know, whatever. I'm just being oh, yeah. supportive. But no, like I have mentally prepared for this sort of event. And Mm -hmm. I know that I will be all right. I know that I and my family will be all right. And I, as the patriarch of my family, we will be all right. Mm -hmm. And I will do what it takes to ensure my family's safety. I know that that is not the case of many of my neighbors. And I know that I... Specifically once you release the bats. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, they'll be on their own (laughs) at that point. But I know that I will go and I will take advantage of the fact that my neighbors, some of my neighbors, voted Mm -hmm. for Joe Biden. And they believed that the problem was Donald Trump tweeting at Kim Jong-un, calling him a fat fuck. (laughs) Right? You know, like I know that I know which neighbors... I'm going to go ahead, and as soon as the fallout drops, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and I'm going to loot, right? I'm going to live like <laughs> mm-hmm. a king, and I'm going right. to take over, Jerry. I'm going to take over this homeowners association, and I'm going to allow <laughs> Liberty Crossing to once again rise from the ashes, and they are going to have chickens in their backyards, Jerry, right? <laughs> And mm-hmm. like I know that that as as president of the Liberty Crossing, I will make that happen. So Jerry, that's fantastic. On November the seventh, I'm sorry, November the eighth. I need you to remember that I, will. I Thomas Miller, have mm-hmm. your interest in heart, Jerry. And if you want to have chickens in this neighborhood, the only way that's going to happen is with me. Okay, right, Jerry. So with that being said, Jerry, do you have anything that you have to show this week? <laughs> I don't. I've, I mean, it's always the same old stuff. But the the uh, Tom, I just want to tell you, uh, and the people out there watching. First of all, thank you all, and secondly, follow your dreams because sometimes they do come true. Last thing, for example, a man who said he wasn't going to go back to jail and the police would have to shoot him was killed by officers. <laughs> well, then he just like... He, a, it's a self-fulfilling... <laughs> listen, what I'm trying to say... Tom, self-fulfilling is prophecy. You <laughs> verbalize... Like, you put it out in the open. You verbalize it. That brings things... 
You know what I'm saying? That puts things in motion. We don't, we don't believe that, but it's true. If you put it in your heart and then you put it out to the world, <laughs> the world, the world will bring it back in kind. So, for example, Tom should take the lead, take note of this hero here who said, "I'm not going back to jail. Y'all are gonna have to kill me," and they did. And keep saying, "I'm going to." release the bats, loot like crazy, and bring chickens to my HOA. <laughs> well, That's, Jerry, I listen, hate that you, we didn't... Yeah, I hate know? that we didn't get a chance to talk about this this week, but I'm sure most of the people <laughs> who are true fans of the show know what's going on. <laughs> I'm sure they do, but I th- I feel like there's going to be a moment in time where we could get, get... You know? Like, I feel like there's going to be an update somewhere. Jerry... <laughs> I guess we'll have to talk about this next week. The, the okay. thing I love about this show, like while I'm finishing my seminary degree of all things, right, <laughs> is that we've mm-hmm. just been able to just do whatever the fuck we want. Um, That's right. And 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 then and then the HOA has become a thing, and and I'm so proud of our thing. <laughs> Turned his backyard into a bat yard, and the Ho Owners Association. <laughs> that makes uh, so funny to me. Um, Yeah, it's great. Anyway, any guy who's like, you'll never take me alive, and then like is not taken alive, like that man has earned <laughs> my respect, right? So like right. that's kind of the guy that I am. I will never go to jail. That's the thing, and you can bank on that, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I will never go to jail, and I've made this clear to you at <laughs> whatever. And it, you know, I love yes. the police. I understand that they have a job to do, but brother, that's if right. you come to get me. <laughs> You make sure that you make that. Make sure that you um, make peace with your God before you do. Make sure that's that you it. kiss your children and your wife goodbye before you do. That's not a threat. That's a reality. That's not a threat, Jerry. That's right. a fucking reality check. Okay. I hear no. you. It's um, not a. It's not a threat when you're just actually informed. It's an, it's information, really. Yeah. It's just I'm just telling you what the thing is. <laughs> so yeah, funny. That's all. My HOA. This is the one thing I will say about our HOA joke was. Uh, the HO and it's so funny and I want to talk about it because because it's just a funny joke <laughs> I know you because do. she said she said I, and I don't appreciate being threatened because I threatened her I threatened my <laughs> HOA lady <laughs> I'll admit it I threatened my <laughs> HOA lady because I said I said if this is the route that you want to take I'm about to make the biggest fucking scene that the right. HOA has ever experienced in my life and I don't remember if I sent you the email traffic Jerry but oh, I, I, saw I know it, I yeah. sent you the pictures and the screenshots or whatever but I oh, said, yeah, I'm so about to make know. the biggest fucking scene that the HOA has ever experienced. And she said to me, her words were, I don't appreciate <laughs> being threatened. And like to in that moment when I read that, I was like, that is such the, that is the dumbest thing that you can say to anybody. What a bitch ever. move. Right? You know? Like, if imagine this, Jerry. If I said, if you threatened me and I said, I don't appreciate being threatened. What would you say to that? You would say, I don't give a fuck because I threatened yeah, you. I, yeah, it already happened. You could not appreciate it. I am it, but trying it... to make clear to you that, yeah. a, that I am a threatening person, right? right. Like, you yeah. should be threatened by me. So, like, when somebody says, I don't appreciate being threatened, be like, that's why I fucking threatened you. Yeah. Because I know that nobody throughout the history of humanity has ever appreciated being threatened. 
that's why dude. I threatened you, you stupid bitch, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, kind dude, of I... like the attitude that I had when she's like, I don't appreciate being threatened. I'd be like, that's why I threatened you. Yeah, because I, know. I knew that you wouldn't appreciate it. If I, if I, if I wanted your appreciation, I would have said, hey, man, I get that your job is difficult. You know, like if I wanted your appreciation, mm -hmm. I would have said something kind about you. But instead, I let you know the reality of the situation that you were about <laughs> to enter into and mm -hmm. the, the lengths to which I am willing to go in order to fucking destroy you <laughs> because you won't let me have four fucking chickens on my property. Unreal. You would rather do this, and we're going to talk about this next week, we will talk about it in its entirety next week. I promise you. I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, and, and by the way, I know we have to go. Please. Right? But I would just love to... You remember that... I would just love if there was, like, some part of history where someone <laughs> said, well, no, actually, Tom, there was that one moment where someone got viciously threatened, and they said, oh, thank God, I needed that. <laughs> what a refreshing <laughs> moment. Like, oh. thank you, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> you know, there are some days where you just you don't know if you're alive or dead, and you just brought my you just brought me back to life. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, John. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it very much. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Abraham Lincoln gets smoked. No, oh. you know it's Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> he wrote a letter to Abraham Lincoln saying, you know, dear Abraham Lincoln, this is not a promise. This is a threat. On right. the day of uh, November twenty second. 1963 while you are driving through the court square i am mm -hmm. going to smoke you like with an italian rifle from the book suppository building uh, the book depository building, mm -hmm. the book depository building. suppository um, is fine suppository either one either one is fine i it's because of that joke from full metal jacket right it fucked me up uh this book <laughs> depository building i'm going to smoke you while you're driving through your like continental Love Lee Harvey Oswald and Abraham Lincoln, or I'm sorry, uh, Lee, Har gosh dang, uh, um, JFK. He <laughs> opens that letter and he's like, ah, thank God. That's, yeah. That's what I needed today. Jackie O has been a real bitch, you know, and like, you know, uh, my boy, um, who was his vice president at the time? Uh, the uh Johnson. Um, Johnson. Yeah, Lyndon Bain. Yeah, Lyndon Bain Johnson. Yeah, he's been really difficult about this, uh, you know, this Senate legislation that's coming through. Man, I really just needed some kind of threat to bring me out of this depression that I was in. Thank you, Lee Harvey. You know, and then a couple days later, he ends up getting smoked on the in the middle. You of know the those days. Could you imagine one of the self-help commercials? You know those days where you just get bogged down on minutia and it drains your very soul. We here at Threaten Your Ass will have a, t have a super team to send out phone calls, emails, and, and personal appearances to make you feel incredibly uncomfortable and give you a jolt, recognizing that you are a live person who may die someday. <laughs> Threaten your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's it, you know? I think it, I think it's a good business. We should maybe look into it. We should we should pitch that to a you know to, I don't know, I don't know who is we'll like do taking it to Shark pitch Tank. offers or whatever. 
Sure. Yeah, we should definitely pitch it. <laughs> I thought of it as like a medication, threaten your ass. <laughs> That's one of those commercials where like people are like threaten your ass may result. Oh yeah, here's the side you're getting effects. Smoked right. in the, while you're driving through a center square, a city center. If square. not taken seriously, you may get smoked in downtown ta- uh, downtown Dallas. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Okay, you've you've already shilled. Uh, I don't have anything to shill. If you if you buy the red bubble shit or whatever. I don't know, man. Like, um, yeah. I feel like there's some stuff on the horizon. I feel like there should be. Like, I think about this while I'm out mowing my lawn, not while I'm drinking. You know, like, I mow my lawn mm-hmm. sober, completely sober. And I think of these awesome ideas, like, things that are <laughs> so cool for this show. But, like, I love the fact that our show is very, like, niche. You know, like, we're very, like, mm-hmm. we have just, like, the few fans that we have. And, like, the people who like our show are, like, people who relate to us or whatever i don't ever want to be that guy who's like you know we, we're, we're catering to somebody who's not our niche audience or whatever um, i wouldn't so, know how you know yeah like i don't i don't like a lot like we'd have to be like full-blown right-wing uh nazi uh anti-semites or you know you have to like you'd have to, to find side. yeah you'd have to find your own niche yeah. to but then also like a new niche because that's where you get people you know you get this uber obsessed people kind of thing you know what i mean like yeah. you can't like if you did say we were the new dark maga podcast then we would have to do like yeah then we have to cater to that shoot, audience right yes every every show it would have to be some community and then we'd have to make up a q type thing to add drama <laughs> and that we had the inside scoop there we would have to do live like live appearances at some kind of rally or something yeah. it's a lot more work than just being able to sit here and go all right look could you imagine if we made a pill that... what is called you 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 you, you fucked it all or whatever <laughs> your ass. something about your ass <laughs> threaten your ass yeah we made a pill about threatening your ass and when you take it, if you don't take it seriously, you can end up dead in downtown Dallas. Also, we're watching Predator shows, and we're concerned that the very liberal ones will get away with it because they'll have a Ukraine flag and a, dil- a BLM dildo in their pictures while they're wearing masks, sending dick pics, and so on and so on. You know, these are, and then I, I don't want to spoil what we're talking about next week. This is why I'm not giving you your story the credit it will deserve once we get <laughs> once we get hopefully it. by then we'll have some stuff going on a bit know? more meat yeah. yeah that's what i'm hoping for because i listen i i i love fighting the man and there's no more there is no more like deserving man to be fought than the hoa <laughs> Jerry, can I ask you this? This is the most important question I think we'll have to deal with this on this episode. Okay. Where in the fuck are you right now? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm in bed. <laughs> is this the Google headquarters? Right? <laughs> oh, you mean my background. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you, I thought we were going back to I sleep in the basement again. <laughs> that was No, not your sorry. bedroom. I want to know where no, you are. No, I'm sorry. Like, what's going on? I don't know. I just saw it and I said this is the most creative weird thing. I thought it was probably some Illuminati shit and some, you know, someone Part will happen me, to pop. Like, I see those bleachers to the right and left of you, and I'm thinking Google yeah. headquarters. Because I've seen the movie The Internship with Owen Wilson oh, yeah. and, 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 and Vince Vaughn. But I'm also seeing some stuff in the background that, that's making me think of, like, the Star Wars prequels. 
-hmm. Like it almost then seems the, like yeah. you're there in the Senate. Let's see here. Googleplex Architect says places like this are dangerous. All right, that's very nice. True. That's true. I wouldn't find hmm. myself there, I don't imagine. That's weird. See, I'm finding a lot of straight lines here, Tom, when I'm looking up Google. But I'm not I wish I could provide something to go along with what you're saying exactly. I don't know. Jerry, you know what it looks like to me? It looks a little bit like um now I don't know if you've ever watched that show Loki. Remember yes. when um, Loki is he's kind of in that super miniature universe as we mm -hmm. find out, you know, spoiler alert, is part of the Ant Man multi miniverse, right? Yes. Um, right. you know that that, that 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 metropolitan area in which that they live in, it mm -hmm. looks a little bit like that might be where Owen Wilson lives. Oh yeah. Okay. You see what I'm talking about? I can see about? what you're saying. Yes, I do. I know what you're saying. Huh. Is that where you are right now, Jerry? <laughs> uh, yes, I am in I am You're in, in the multiverse in the mini I'm in the multiverse. multiverse. <laughs> I'm in a mini multiverse where I somehow also have to sleep in a chair. <laughs> oh jerry all right guys well we appreciate you guys tuning in for all this time thank you guys for, for who, who has uh, stuck through this entire time uh we appreciate having you it's always uh fun i wish we would have gotten into the hoa discussion as our our names have like had little to do with what we talked about these last several times but whatever next Edible, week we are going to talk about definitively my debate my fight with the HOA and I hope that we'll see you then until then uh, I will see you on the other side uh, Jerry um, Jerry and I thank you for tuning in yes. this long thank you I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message are you interested in advertising on you had me at Bigfoot oh hell no Reach out to us at contact at youhaveme at bigfoot.com.